I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. All right, yo, that five-second rule. Hmm? Does it exist? And it's, it's a, okay. who follows it? It's a, it's a super oversimplification of how things work. But like anything, when you're dealing with germs or bacteria or whatever, time, temp, and moisture are the most important things, right? Like, so if you're going to, if you drop an M&M on the floor. Eat it. Okay. It's going to pick up in that time less bacteria than if you dropped, name something wet, like watermelon. Yeah, like juicy sure. watermelon. Okay, I'll right? still eat it. You would, huh? Yeah. You just rinse it off and you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Blow on it. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't suggest, you know, I, there's some things that you should just throw out if you drop it on the floor. There's some I, things that have to go in the garbage if you drop it on the floor. You know those, uh, the candies I love, the Swedish berries? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're fine. Uh... Let me finish. Oh, sorry. Never mind. I found one under the Oops. couch that had rolled under there. Oh, hey. Um, and it had been there, I don't know, a couple weeks. Yeah. It was still intact. Yeah. And it looked great. Yeah. And out of curiosity, yeah. I took a bite. Yeah. I brush off the dog hair, whatever else was <laughs> under there, right? <laughs> yeah. Wipe it on your shirt. I took a bite. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I still got the other half, yeah. might as well. Yeah, but there's a lot of things in life, though, that if you took a and bite... And was fine. You, to just take a bite is fine. But you shouldn't take that bite, though. Yeah, I was curious. Right? But it tasted fine. I know, but you you don't need to eat couch food, right? You make a decent living. You're so, a smart guy. You don't need to eat snacks from under the couch, okay? That is for the dog. It's covered love, in dog hair because it's for the dog I, I, at that I love point. Swedish bears. Okay. So BuzzFeed <laughs> ran a survey asking which foods that they, they will or won't eat after they drop them on the floor. Oof. So... 95% said that they would eat a cookie yeah, if sure. they dropped it on the floor. I'd eat anything. Number two on the list with 77% was a Reese peanut butter cup, yeah. french fries in at number three, a piece of pizza in at number four, a piece of sushi roll oh, was number five. That's, see, that's wet. That's moist. You don't, you know, you can't, you can't eat the moist things, man. Spaghetti and meatballs. Shut 6% up. Said Shut up. Six percent of people are not eating spaghetti and meatballs off the floor. <laughs> Can I tell you? Okay. Okay. Five- <laughs> Okay, this one. Actually, I'm going to skip this one real okay, quick. Yes. I'm going to say ice cream cone with yeah. the ice cream touching the ground. Four percent said that they would eat it. No, okay, you're savages. Yeah. 
5% of people said they would eat if dropped on the floor. Bread covered in jelly. Jelly side down. Shut up. You're all animals. No, again, that's for the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, David Morey, hit the streets. Find out what you thought. (laughs) Roz, I would totally use the five-second rule on you. Talking to people about the five-second rule and would they use it and what they used it on. Hi, what's your name? My name is Anthony Supa. Uh, the last time I used the five-second rule was a uh, time I was barbecuing steak. Oh. We were chopping up the steak. Outside? A uh, little piece fell off, and you know that juicy flavor, you can't just let it go to waste. So true, true. Five-second rule applies. It was about 2.5 seconds, and uh, it was still tasty as hell. Hell nah. I don't eat it, man. If something farts, man, I'm going to eat it right away, man. Yeah. Even if it's my girl ass, I'm going to eat it right away. If she comes out of the shower, man, come on, bro. When was the last time something fell on the floor that you then picked it up and ate it? This afternoon, my chicken wings, I ate it right away, man. I'm not wasting time, bro. Do you believe in the five-second rule, and when have you used it last? I think I do believe in it, to be honest. It's been a while since I've used it. I generally wouldn't eat something that was on the floor, just because I think it's kind of gross. I guess it depends if it's your own floor, though, or a public space. I think that makes a big difference. What was the last time something fell on the floor that you then ate it? Some Cheetos, some Flaming Hot Cheetos. All right, what about you? Uh, I'd say, honestly, for me, anything uh, sticky. So pizza, any of that, it's a, uh, it's a no-go for me. Gummy worms, candy bars, things uh, of that nature, I definitely may still try to pick up. Okay, what was the last thing that fell that you were like, it's within five seconds, I'm going to eat it? Pistachios. You're telling me you used the five-second rule today on what? I used the five-second rule on a grape. I was packing some grapes up, and they just so happened to fall on the ground. And I kind of looked at them and was like, I washed them off already, so let me hurry up and pick them up off the ground. I used to today eat a piece of pasta. I was eating pasta. I would put the pasta in my fork. The fork just drop on the floor. It's like, oh, my pesto pasta is on the floor. I just took it and bite it. So I would use the five-second rule when I actually eat the food with my hand. If I eat it with a fork and a knife, I probably wouldn't pick it up from the floor with a fork. And when have you last exercised your five-second rule right? I feel like I dropped a nugget today, and I ate it. (laughs) When was the last time you exercised your right for the five-second rule? Um, Probably last week when I dropped a cucumber on the carpet in my kitchen. Um, I picked it up quickly. I looked at it. It looked fine, so I ate it. I saved a Ruffles all-dress chip from my floor approximately three weeks ago. My floor had been cleaned about an hour before, so honestly, it just went right down the hatch. All right, what are your thoughts on this rule? Um, The biggest thing that I think about it is you put it in your mouth before it gets dirty. I use it today. I dropped my hot dog on the floor, and I was like, you know what? Let me put it back in the bun and get the bun and get rid of it. Do you have any condiments on the dog? Oh, if there's ketchup there, you just... And then as soon as it's off, then you go back to it. Is there any time you would never use the five-second rule? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the specific one is if I drop yogurt or ice cream. If there's ice cream on the floor, I'm out of luck, man. I don't know how far I'm going to get with that one. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let's go through some Apple reviews on the podcast. These are fantastic. I love checking out the page uh, just to see what people are saying about the podcast. Multiple ways and places to get the podcast, but these reviews are specifically uh, from Apple Podcasts. Five stars right across the board. So thank you to everyone for leaving your rating and or review. Uh, Juvi Nina Vergara wrote this. You guys are my stress reliever. And whenever I'm sad or feel bad, I just get my phone and I listen to your podcast. It cheers me up and I feel so happy again. Thank you guys so much. 
Love you all. By the way, just want to say my favorite is Mocha. Sorry, Ross, oh. you're funny, but I love Mocha's laugh. You didn't laugh. have to read that part. Well, I did. It's oh. part of the review. Okay, cool. That's great. Uh, Kalia Stodads wrote, uh, the subject is awesome. I live all the way in Ottawa, and I look forward to the podcast every single week. You guys have helped me through every bad thing in my life. Thank no. you. So thank you to, uh, I hope I said your name right, Kalia. Absolutely love it, writes Marl B.A., you guys help me get through my day and hours at work. I can't imagine how difficult it would be uh, without listening to you guys with all the stress in my life. So, morale, thank you very much. Uh, Silk loves you, uh, wrote, OMG, the best, followed by, like, all these emojis. Oh, wow, look at that. Right? Just, yeah. like, a ton of emojis. Tara Harani wrote the subject line. <laughs> the subject line reads, just cancel the music. Oh. This podcast is the best thing to ever happen to podcasts. I've been a fan since the show started and have never looked back. I've listened to every podcast from the beginning. Wish we had more of the three or four hour ones, but I'm so happy about Monday's edition. You guys make me laugh, cry, and everything in between. I've put so many people onto your show simply because of how real it is. Roz has some of the best advice out there for so many different topics, and it's helped me a lot in life. Moga's energy keeps me positive. Thank you for those things. Keep doing what you're doing. The only parts of the show I hate oh. is when Roz, who's my favorite, talks retirement oh. and when you guys play music. LOL. <laughs> uh, listen, man, I could talk about retirement all day. I, ta- I had a conversation the other day that was over an hour. I'm, I'm talking like a good 120 uh, about retirement. Well, no. <laughs> just people I know. Just like retirement in general? Just like just retirement in general, yeah. I can't remember if you answered this on the podcast already or what? if you talked about it on the live show. Yeah. Which, by the way, Razamoka, Monday to Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern uh, in Toronto. You can listen to us at kiss925.com, wherever you are in the country. Mm-hmm. Do you know when you want to retire? Like, do you have the end yes. date, like the end game set out already? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hopefully. But I, stuff goes wrong. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff goes wrong. <laughs> but yes. I have, no, I, I have two dates in my head. Okay. I have like the realistic date. Yeah. And then I have the goal if everything goes right. Sure. Yes. Okay. The dream. Am I in the top five yeah. list of people you're going to tell before you make that decision? Oh, of course. You're number okay. one. Oh, number one? Yeah. Oh my God, dude, that makes me so yeah. happy. No, I would tell you before I told anybody else. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah Oh, yeah, dude, I love yeah. you for no, that. No, no, because I can, that's not something that I can have you hear from somebody else. No, that's, that's true, that's, that's true. That would be, that's a devastating way to... Oh, dude, that's so nice. Thank and, you. And such an all right friendship. Uh, hey, what? man. <laughs> I, you know, I was just going to read, <laughs> legit, look at this. I was just going to read yeah. another review that oh. ends with, also, Roz is my favorite, oh, but... Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Forget that. Uh, feel free to leave your uh, your review and rating uh, on Apple Podcasts, um, and we'll we'll read a bunch. I will no longer be reading any of the ones from people who say that Roz is their favorite. Hey, do we though. get any negative uh, feedback on there? And should we read that as well, or no? Honestly, yeah. I've looked and I can't. And, you can't find I, and I'm any. not being no, 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 no. That's fine. like big up, big up, big up. Yeah. But I can't find anything. It's not like Twitter where you can just open your own phone. Like like leaving leaving a message on Apple Podcast is a little bit more involved then. So you got to really hate to go in yeah. and, and leave a negative. It's comment. legit. I get like you. all five That's stars. Awesome. I think it's awesome. the, one time we got a one star rating. Yeah, and that was because 
like the podcast wasn't long enough oh. or we didn't have enough episodes oh, sorry. available yeah, at the you. time. And it was like yeah. within like the first two months yeah. of us doing okay. podcasts. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Then. Uh, but Apple Podcasts is where we get these from. Hey, Kiss, it's Ron Zamoka. Hello. Hey, it's Ron Zamoka. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. I want to talk to you about the text that you just sent. Oh, no. <laughs> the, one, the one about your ah, last episode. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's your name, first of all? It's Shaniza. Shaniza. Mm-hmm. Here's what you said. When I first started listening to the Raza Mocha show, I had to do it in small steps, just a little bit every day. Raza's voice was too deep. I tried to lower the bass, but nothing helped. It grew on me. Mocha's laugh was irritating. That grew on me. I don't know what other morning programs there are out there. I don't listen to any other station, just you guys. So yeah, that's true. You are like a hardcore <laughs> Razamoka fan right now. Hardcore, hardcore. Okay. I really don't know what else is out there. When you said you had to listen in baby steps because Ross's voice was too deep <laughs> See, I don't... and my laugh was too irritating. Wow. Yeah. When you say baby steps, was it like five minutes a day, ten minutes? And how did you build yourself up to... The tolerance. Listening. And how long do you listen for now? I listen every morning all the time. I listen as... And especially on Fridays, but I listen to the whole thing. Every morning, I, I got a radio in my office just so I could listen to you guys. Yeah, no, but and when the, you first started, though, like, what was your tolerance level at where you were like, no, I can't oh listen anymore? Oh, my God. So I'd be like, I think maximum was 10 minutes. Wow. I couldn't. I couldn't. Like, uh, his voice, uh, it was so deep. And even in, I'd get in the car, drive to work, I'd listen for a bit, and then I'd have to turn it off because I was wondering, why? Why is it so deep? Why does he talk in such a low voice? What? So, like, did it, like, the, the effect that it had on you, like, it was uncomfortable, yeah. like, you didn't like it? it it was uncomfortable. I kept wondering why the hell, like, why was your voice so deep? Was it, was it on purpose? And I was like, I lowered the face, but it didn't help. Like, it didn't help. It really took me a while to get accustomed to, and uh, Mocha, your, your laughter in the beginning, I was like, oh my God, why? Why does she laugh like this? But now... Wow. Oh, wow. you, you, really, you really had a problem with us when we first started listening. <laughs> Jeez, but you're sort of like a, you're sort of like a deep sea diver, you know, where it's like every every day you go in the pool and you try and stay underwater a little bit longer yeah. until you can tell you can tolerate that deep dive. And uh, so you're yeah. you're at the point right now with us where you can dive deep with us, right? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Okay. No one else. Well, I'm glad that we uh, we got your text this morning. Thank you very much for listening. You guys are awesome. And between Razamoka, who's your favorite? Oh, dear God. Both of you grew on me, so I'd have to say both of you equally. No, no, no. no. There can only be one. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, hold on. You only have one kid. Wait till you have two. There are no favorites. Uh, I can tell you right now, in my family, between myself and my two sisters, I am the Mm -hmm. favorite for both of my parents. (laughs) Why? Because you're the boy? You think you are the favorite? No, not because of that. Because I know that I'm the favorite. Anyway. Oh, my God, no. I like both of you. Shaniza, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? I have to say, Roz's deep voice and Mocha's irritating laughter. No. You know how this works. Yes. You know how this no, works. I will you know not. how this works. Absolutely. No, uh-uh. I like both of you. Both of you. Look, oh, look who's the intolerable one now. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Shaniza. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.
love you guys. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Hi there. It's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? What is this woman talking about? Roz's deep voice is the best thing about the show. (laughs) (laughs) Who's this? Who's calling? This is Mickey. Mickey? (laughs) Jim. My Uh, friends call me Mickey. Oh, Mickey, where are you calling from? Brampton. Oh, where in Brampton? Sorry, you cut out. (laughs) Where in Brampton, Mickey? Highway 407. (laughs) Did you say Highway 407 or Highway 407? Highway 407. (laughs) What's the, uh, what exit to get to your place off of the 407? Uh, Brampton Road. Yeah, Brampton Road. (laughs) Um. (laughs) But back to my point about Roz's deep voice. Uh Yeah. People could strive for a voice like that. I can see that him. is a voice the dreams are made of. Maury, Maury is so into this conversation right now. I can see his head bobbing up and down underneath know. his oh. desk, like yeah. just like a little tuft of hair popping out. This is Maury, by the way. If you're, if anybody's also, confused. Maury, friendly, friendly reminder: reminder when, you're when you're calling, calling the, show, the show, pretending, show, pretending, pretending to, be to be somebody else, else and you're and in you're the room, room directly next to us, the door is still open, and there's a crazy echo. Are you done talking to Maury? This is Mickey. Are you coming back to me now? <laughs> you sounded like a baseball announcer just then, Mocha. And, and, uh, and bring somebody to the plate, would you? Okay. Next up to the plate, number 10. From Brampton Road in Brampton. From Brampton Road in Brampton. Mickey, his friends call him Mick. <laughs> Hang up. We gotta go. Bye. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Question for you. Uh. Because I've been reading so many things where when it comes to the, the, the milestones of kind of growing up, yeah. There's certain things that young people do today that are much younger than people did in the past, but there's also things that are much later that are happening in hmm. young people's lives, like moving out. More people are staying at home longer than ever oh, before. Yeah. Um, but let me go through some firsts, and you tell me at what age that happened, and then I'll let you know where sort of on the spectrum you are. Okay. Uh, how old were you when you had your first job? 16. Maury? 16. 16. So uh, the answers, 14 to 17 was the number one answer. My brother's 14 now and works at a grocery store. Yeah, what's he do? Just like bagging and stuff? He takes apples off and puts apples on. Yeah, there you go. That's a first job, man. That's what you get. Yeah. Uh, 18 to 21 was the second most popular answer, and only 4% of people say that they were older than that when they got their first job. You know, Older I've only ever had three jobs in my entire life just Shut being my the third. Front door. Same. Swear. Shut just up. Just being my third. Shut like up. Like working like in radio or my radio career is my third actual job in life. My first was You're working nuts. at the Bay. Yeah. And I worked at the Bay at Scarborough Town Center for five, six years, maybe. Right. And then for three months I worked. While working at the Bay, also part-time working at uh, at a restaurant, just right. washing dishes. But you've had a ton of radio jobs, though. No, yeah, yeah. But then, like, in terms of, they, I guess. They all count. They all count. They all count. In the industry. Yeah. And then I went into radio. for a different company, they, that okay. counts as a different job. All right. I, yeah. was the I just kind of, like, put everything no, like, no, no, all no, no. in So one. you've had, like, what, like, five? Sure. Five jobs. Yeah. Wow. Photocopier More? boy at the temple? In the synagogue? At the temple? Yeah, was the photocopier God, by the you temple? Fo- what did you have to photocopy a temple? Yeah. Like, you know, the teacher's assignments and stuff for religious school. <sighs> okay. And then I worked at Kukuru's Chicken. 
Yeah. Oh, Kukuru. And yeah. then uh, the famous players theater. Wait, or- but at synagogue, synagogue? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Did, we, did you get paid for that? Yeah. Not a lot. What oh, was okay. it? What they pay I you? I remember my paycheck each week was like something like $22. How old were you? I was like 13. 13. Yeah. 13 22 making 22 bucks, bucks a week, eh, Mark? Woo! Your weekends must have been so lit. <laughs> and then, did you have any terrible jobs? Because I had terrible jobs. Um, the theater, because I would have to change the the marquee where, where they showed the movies and oh, stuff. Oh, sounds awful. In the middle of winter where you, you don't have know to break the You know what a terrible job is? Jesus. You a terrible <laughs> I job. I had to climb a high oh, ladder. Stop it. For you don't know what a terrible like job minutes, is. No, I take one letter off, go in and warm up, and then go take another letter Whatever. off. Yeah, I was liar. a telemarketer and a good telemarketer. Uh-huh. And my boss used to rub his wiener on the backs of everybody's chairs. Oh, like, it was like bad. a nervous tick. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. And so much so that the front of his pants started to wear away because he only he only had one suit. <laughs> That's so gross. Right? Oh, come on, bro. Yeah, and we didn't have hands-free phones and there was a woman in there and she used to come in every day and take the phone and put it against her head and then take a knee-high pantyhose and tie it around her head like Rambo. So, and, then, and then jam the phone up inside it. Like she was a meme, but only in real life. And that's how she used to sit because it was her protest that they wouldn't give her a hands-free phone. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. Like, and then every time you made a sale, it was like in a movie where you had to ring a bell, walk up to the front, write your name on the board, how much the sale was for. And that was just one of my horrible jobs. Oh, no. Like one of my horrible jobs. <laughs> I killed rats for money. Oh. <laughs> like you're an exterminator. No, no, no. <laughs> Please, an exterminator. No, they give you a shovel and a BB no, gun. No, like actual rats? I thought you meant like bad people. What, do you think I'm a hitman? <laughs> when? <laughs> when would I have been Corey, a hitman? Come on, dude. <laughs> First of all, also, you think I'm sitting here as a murderer? <laughs> really talking about it. You gotta stop watching Netflix, man. You really do. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let's talk about Air Transat flying to over 60 destinations in 26 countries. That's right. 66 zeros. They even have direct flights to 26 destinations in Europe. And that direct flight is key. For oh, me, yeah. one. like it, it just it makes all the difference in the world because I know that when we're all looking at flights, the first thing we click on is price. Yeah, which Air Transat nails. Uh, Catherine just flew Air Transat to uh, to see her family on the West Coast out of Vancouver because it's just it's always the best deal. Whenever yeah. she's looking for for the flight out west, it's always the best deal, and we always flirt with the idea of going to Europe as a family. Because that flight terrifies me. It's so long. Really? It's so long. And, I, and I usually fly business when I go out there, right? And I'm like, I so can't. So you don't want to do business for your family? No, I would do it for myself. Oh, my God. And it's not a terrible thing. It's a, It becomes, listen, they're five foot and four foot something. Yeah. They can fit, right? For me, air travel was not made for the 6'4 individual. Right? But business class is. But business class is, you know what I'm saying. Uh, so, and so anyway, and, but we did that. We did, I think it's called, what's it called with Air Transit? What is their upgrade called? Tell, help me out with that more, what it's called. Because we flew that, we went to Cuba. Yeah. And it was amazing. But yeah, 26 destinations in Europe, direct flights. What's it called, Maury? Club class. Club class, oh, thank yeah. you. Beautiful. You have you to go. please investigate club class on Air Transit. Uh, Croatia, Paris, Athens, Dublin, Italy, Amsterdam, Portugal, Spain, London. Uh, those 
those are all on the list as part of the 26 destinations in Europe that Air Transat flies to. And of course, when you book with Air Transat, you're already on vacation. So why not do so right now and visit them at airtransat.com. Air Transat, vacation is calling. All right, let's take a phone call. Hello, is it vacation? <laughs> Hello? Happy birthday, Jamie! Oh, my God. It's Razamoka. Oh, my God, no way. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yo, I've been telling my friends for like two months <laughs> that I want this phone call to happen. Ah, well, look at that. You got some pretty incredible friends in your life. Yeah, oh, my God. Your friends hit us up everywhere, and I don't know if you know this, but your friends started like going at us super hard on Twitter this week. But what they, No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, do you know do you know why you didn't? Be- why? Because during their campaign to get us to call you for your birthday, they all blocked you. Oh my god. So so you That's wouldn't hilarious. so you wouldn't be able to see their tweets. <laughs> Well, I literally told them, I'm like, my birthday will be ruined if you don't get Rosamoka to call me. Oh, wow. You're one of those, huh? So, uh, Jamie, how old are you today? I'm turning 29. Nice. And how has, uh, how's your 20s been for you? Uh, they're good. They're good. Yeah? Just, I'm sad. It's my last year in the 20s. Uh, my mom wants grandchildren, which hasn't happened yet, but... Yo, you better tell Feeling your mom to chill. <laughs> tell right? your mom to chill. You're still young. Uh, what's your life I'm, like right now? You working? Are you in a relationship? Are you married? Um, yeah, I work in a daycare, which I'm on my way there right now. Mm. And I live with my boyfriend of like two and a half years. So why why aren't you pregnant? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Working in a daycare is good birth control, that's for sure. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, so yeah. so uh, t- talk about uh, your sort of history with this show when did you start listening um it's been about probably four years now yeah. and i just i just was driving to work one morning because i work early and i heard you guys and then i just was obsessed and i listened i listened to the podcast like all through and then like re-through again wow so, so Roz and i have been we're creeping up on our 10-year anniversary in like four yes. weeks we celebrate 10 years yeah you've been listening oh, wow. for four the yeah. six years that you were not listening to the Razamoka show, who were you listening to? I think just like any, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I was really listening to the radio because I didn't drive either. I got my license pretty late. So yeah. it's just when I started driving, I was listening to the radio all the time. And what about all your friends? Your friends have been listening for a while too? Um, actually, the ones who I told to call you, they don't listen as much. It's my <laughs> one friend, Katie, and I think she texted you guys too. But yeah. we talk about you guys like all the time. So her and I are pretty big fans. So what do you talk about? Like when you guys sit around, if, if, if it comes up as a topic of conversation, what is usually discussed? Well, when I hear something like funny on the podcast, I'll call her and, or text her and be like, oh my God, did you hear this? And I just played the the podcast that came out, I think it was on Monday with Maury's um, Wheezing. <laughs> I played oh, yeah. that for a few of my friends because I have the exact same laugh. No, you so don't. I'm convinced. I literally do. So now you guys have me convinced that I have like a medical condition. Because I leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, listen, more more wheeze is because he eats junior mints for breakfast, okay? <laughs> That's still true. Yo, yesterday, between 6 a.m. and 6.07, Maury dusted off an extra large box of Glossette raisins. Oh my god, you have another one? Oh my god! Yeah, now he's got, got another, another one. Box. Now he's got another one. Oh my god! That's hilarious. We can't let you go without singing "You Happy Birthday." Do you want Maury on okay. in on this? 
Yes, please. Yeah, okay, All cool. Right. Hang on. A Jamie, second. for your 29th birthday. Here's your tone, Laura. <laughs> One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jamie. Happy birthday to you. Podcast. We're heading out to Washington, Roz. Jacob Hawk is on hold right now. Yeah, Jacob Hawk is the guy at the center of the uh, hashtag Drake wedding. So he DM'd Drake out of the blue, I guess, on Instagram and said, hey, how many likes and follows for you to come and perform a couple of songs at my wedding? And Drake was like, how about 100,000 and a million? And then this wound up going viral. It's one of these weird stories that just sort of took off. And so he hit the goal. So is Drake going to perform at this guy's wedding? Is this story even true? Because we've been fooled before. We have people trying to hustle us in the past with oh, yeah. these viral stories, man. Well, let's get into it. Jacob, it's Razamoka. What's going on? Good. How's it going, man? Good morning. So is this real or what? Yeah, man, this is real. I mean, it's surreal, but it's real. Here's the thing is everybody's been looking for like proof that your sort of screenshot that you posted was legit. But what else can you offer people as proof that this is legit? I mean, I gave a screen recording of Drake DMing me. I know, but like, we, like I, I'm not smart enough to fake that, right? I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying I can fake that. But can't that easily be manipulated and fake, though? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how. So you asked Drake how many likes and follows for mm-hmm. him to pr- come out and perform at uh, at your wedding mm-hmm. happening September 22nd. And then yeah, we hit the goal, and you hit the goal because Drake said, "Yo, like yeah. a million likes, hundred thousand follows." As of right now, you got two hundred twenty-seven thousand follows and mm-hmm. one point one million likes on the photo, and there's only mm-hmm. one photo, which is your DM convo on this account. Yeah. So what's next? Did you reach out to Drake yet this morning to be like, "Fam, it's done." Like, here's the address. Well, every day since he sent me that DM, I've tried hitting him up. Um, he hasn't responded yet. Uh, maybe uh, maybe he has more stuff going on, but so far he hasn't responded yet. He hasn't seen it either. I believe Drake in his word, you know, that we hit the goal, he'll come out and perform. That's what I believe, at least. Can you just DM Drake like that? Like, yeah. are his DMs open? I've DMed Drake a couple times. Have you? Now, yeah. whether or not he's read well, them and just ignored, yeah. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. But he's never, like, replied to me. Have you talked but, to a lawyer at all? A lawyer? No, yeah. I have not talked to a lawyer. Why? I'm, I'm, Why does he need to? Because I'm wondering if they made some lawyer. sort of agreement. Who? Him and Drake. Jacob and Drake. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I haven't was... got a response from from Drake. I know, yeah, but I, mean, I would I maybe. I'd, I'd look into legally if you can force Drake to perform at your wedding. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, listen, I'm just saying, you ask the man, what is it going to cost you to perform at my wedding? And he said 100,000 likes and a million whatever, right? You hit that. You hit that. He set the parameters, Uh okay? He is the one Mm -hmm. that dictated terms of the agreement of what it would take to get him to perform at your wedding. Damn. So 
gentlemen agreements what, aside what? and Twitter and, and Insta DMs all aside, mm-hmm. everything else, I'm wondering if you have a legal case to get Drake Ooh, to perform like, at your wedding. So like if Jacob could force Drake to fly out to Washington <laughs> yes. and perform at the wedding next or, month? Or, or eat the cost or eat the cost of what it's going to take to hire a suitable replacement for Drake. True, true. So then you got to figure out what Taylor Swift would charge to play your wedding. <laughs> which, I'm, listen, man, I'm telling you that you may have a bigger leg to stand on in all this than just a sort of wacky DM with, with Drake. So in your mm-hmm. DM to Drake, though, Jacob, you said that your fiance uh, has no idea. Your fiance, Jenny, since this story kind of went mm-hmm. viral and you wanted to surprise her. So I wanted to know whether or not she found out. You know, that's, that's about what it. I was thinking too. Yeah. She found out there's someone, you know, going around, snooping around, and it's found her and, you know, mm-hmm. told a bunch of people. So, uh, Jacob, here's the thing yeah. though. So, the Razamoga show, mm-hmm. we are out of Toronto which is Drake's hometown. Uh Drake's built like a massive mansion out here. He spends so much time in this city (laughs) and there are people within his organization or his entourage that will hear this and know about this and know that you talked to the Razamoga show. (laughs) So what is your message to Drake? Maybe not even in Toronto because our show is across the country and Drake's got people's all over the place. Mm-hmm. So somebody or a bunch of people will hear this and this will get back to Drake. What is your message to Drake? He said to you, um, if your post gets a million likes and 100,000 follows, mm-hmm. he would perform at your wedding next month. You currently stand at 227,000 follows and 1.1 million likes on that one photo. Your message yep. to Drake is what? Come on, buddy. Respond. Let's get it. Let's get something worked out, my friend. Uh, I, I'd love to see you. I'd love to have you. My fiance. Basically, my wife, we met on Xbox four years. We, I mean, it, it, it's, it'd be incredible to have you there. We've been fans for, for a very long time. I'll tell you what the, where, where your whole mission fails, and I just figured it out. Oh, I'm just going through your... I'm, what? I'm just going through his message again. What? You didn't say how much to perform for free at my wedding. If we can pay him, we, we'll pay him. Dude. I got money. <laughs> ah, okay. Come on! Okay. Come on, Jacob! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope it works out, man, and I hope you're not trolling everybody um, with this, but uh, I hope it works out, and I, and I b- truly believe that you have some sort of legal case. There was an agreement between you and Drake. Well, when he responds on at Drake underscore wedding, I mean, I'll, I'll hit him up. Okay. You know, we'll get something worked out if i have to pay him you know that whatever man as long as he comes and performs that would be amazing jacob all the best to you and your uh, your lovely fiance and thank you for joining yeah. us on the razamoga show all the best with uh, getting drake to perform at your wedding next month oh yeah man god bless have a great day this is the Roz and mocha show podcast okay so let's unpack this uh drake wedding hoax from yesterday so the drake wedding started off Super simple, which was this thing that went viral where this guy said that he simply DM Drake and said, hey, how, what do I need to do to get you to play at my wedding? And then Drake, quote, wrote back saying, you got a million It was like a million likes. Likes and 100,000 followers. And I'll play and then it seemed really hoaxy, but then he provided everybody with like a screenshot video of Drake writing him back kind yeah. of thing. And so everybody's like, oh man, okay, so maybe this is legit. And he hadn't done an interview. He had no, he hadn't talked to anybody, which is weird with these because normally they want to go on all the local news stations from wherever sure. they live and they want to get the word out. But he hadn't talked to anybody. 
but he decided to talk to us. And at the beginning of the conversation, of course, we're super skeptical because it smells like garbage. And this is how that played out yesterday morning. Is this real or what? Yeah, man, this is real. I mean, it's surreal, but it's real. I mean, I gave a screen recording of Drake DMing me. But can't that easily be manipulated and fake, though? I don't know how. (laughs) And the funny thing is, during the interview with this guy, we said to him, listen, Toronto is a big city. Canada is a big country. At some point during the day, it will get back to Drake that you were talking to the Roz and Mocha show. Mm -hmm. And sure enough... It got to Drake that he talked to the Raza Mocha show. And then so so Drake called him out because I guess at this point, whoever the guy was, because the guy that we talked to yesterday was not the guy behind the account. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, put so, that to the side real yeah. quick. So the voice you heard on the Raza Mocha show yesterday was not the actual guy behind the Drake wedding account. So we'll get to that. But then I guess whoever was behind the account started DMing Drake. And then Drake just posted on Instagram uh, that Instagram is a disturbing place and then posted the screenshot of the DMs that this guy had been had been sending him. But somebody sent me this yesterday, which was an alleged screen grab from Drake Wedding to a friend where he was talking to a friend of his. And it goes like this. Drake wedding, what's up? And his friend goes, you legit about the Drake thing? Because I rate all the clout you're getting, LMAO. And then Drake wedding wrote, it's not actually, don't snitch though. And then his friend wrote, I won't, LMAO, fam, you're account smart. I don't even know what that means. And then he said, Drake wedding said, it's to build an account to sell it so I can buy a car. And then his friend goes, low key, I need to do the same. (laughs) (laughs) So I. Car chasing turned to car chasing. Thank you. So this really blew up yesterday after we talked. Now, again, the guy that we talked to who said his name was Jacob Hawk was not even the guy behind the Drake wedding account, wasn't even him. So damn it, Maury tracked him down again yesterday and was saying, hey, man, listen, you got to come on and just like fess up. So before you play this, do you want me to read his statement to us? Yes. So this is what's new to everybody right now. Because this is from the this person is from the behind. actual person Drake behind okay. Drake Wedding. The actual person, not okay. the person we talked to yesterday, the actual person. So right, hit me. He, he wrote us this. Uh, It was a joke with my friends at first. It's video edited and photoshopped. I'm 16 years old. (gasps) And that guy you talked to this morning is not me. It's a friend on Xbox and he has a deeper voice than I do. (laughs) So I made him do it. When puberty hits, huh? (laughs) (laughs) He goes on to say, I've messaged Drake apologizing but haven't gotten a response. I will not sell the page. I will delete it. Super immature of me to do this. And so in all caps, sorry, I have wasted your time. I was immature. Tell Razamoka I apologize and have a great day. So there's the apology, the official apology yeah. 
from the Drake wedding hoax kid who was not the guy we talked to yesterday. But this is what now? Damn it, Maury on the phone with this 16-year-old that pulled the Drake wedding hoax. What is the truth and do you want to apologize? All right, well, that actually was not me on the Roz Mocha show. It was my friend. I actually met on Xbox and we kind of partnered to do this, but it was more my idea. And then we started it because I, I can do graphic design and I could also do video editing. So I just, I put it together. I knew Drake was the most famous person in the world. I knew people would have empathy or like not empathy, but they would want Drake to perform at their wedding. So they want to uh, help out. I knew it was going to go viral. So then that's why I did it. I never thought it would get to this extent to where I would have my friend on a radio show across all of Canada saying that he's getting married and he met his girlfriend on Xbox. Are you at all sorry for what happened? Do you want to apologize to the people that, that believed in this? Yes, um, I'm mostly sorry to Drake because Drake, I didn't expect it to have all these articles by Complex and other stuff and all those other big media companies. So I didn't expect it to get to this extent. And I was causing problems for Drake. I felt like that was causing him problems and I was worrying him so that I just decided to, to DM him and then take a screenshot of that and put it on the story. I'm sorry to all the people that believed in it and genuinely wanted me to do it. Uh, I just, it was more of a joke at first. Never expected to blow up this big. I thought it'd blow up maybe 10,000 likes, but we got 10,000 likes in two days. And eventually 1.2 million 1.3 million now in seven days. Like, it didn't hurt anybody. And what do you want to say to Drake? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he probably made a mistake. And uh, he blocked me. And he lost my friend on his account. And I'm sorry because oh, I think you're mad after that. No! But you made my day by posting me on your story. That's all you want to say to Drake? Oh, I'm sorry. Have you learned anything from this? I learned that it is... People can really just get together and then they could just make something blow up that it's crazy because for Drake's wedding, like, I mean, I to have Drake perform at a wedding goes crazy like this, but then people post with pictures and like of missing people and people don't story share. Oh, God. And I find that crazy because I've seen DMs of people and then they have, and people sent me, tell me to repost their lost dad or something. <laughs> and then it only has like 160 likes. So I'm better than that. <laughs> so there you go. That is the oh, truth behind God. the Drake wedding account. Not a grown ass man. Is <laughs> a 16 year old kid who wanted to build up the followers so he could sell the account, make enough money to buy a car. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Just want to say. What a uh, kudos to the sixteen-year-old kid who did the uh, the fake Drake account. Right. What a little entre- what a little entrepreneur, man. Yeah. That's going out there and getting it done, right? <laughs> people would be people putting him down. Don't put him down, man. He's sixteen years old and he's making bigger moves than most adults. So kudos to him this sure, morning. Well, I'm- I mean, he deleted the account, so oh. it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So he can't he can't do anything with it. Yeah. Hey. What did you do at 16? Nothing like that, I, I could imagine. Well, let's not get into what I did when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have the internet to waste time on. I know, right? Yeah. Remember dial-up? That was painful. Yeah, bro, please. <laughs> dial-up was when I was in my 20s, Holmes. <laughs> uh, but no, but yeah, so I, I'm not hating on the kid. I think it's funny. 
like yeah, I think completely. hilarious. I, I, I think I, I, I and I love that he was in so deep. Like he, when you paint yourself into that corner, or you just tell a lie, and then you got to tell another lie to tell to cover up for that lie. Like it, it got to the point of where. You know, he agreed to do an interview with us, but like it wasn't even him. And we were talking to one of his, a guy he doesn't even even know that he met on Xbox. Yeah, just somebody who's got a you deep voice. What? Yeah. Absolutely. But then you apologize, right? That's mature of him. Yeah, like, you sure. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for calling in. No problems. Love you guys. Have a good day. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. NBA champion and former Toronto Raptor, Danny Green, just cannot seem to stay out of the city, although he is now an L.A. Laker. I guess prior to being traded, he had all sorts of commitments <laughs> with places in the city. Yeah. That he has to make appearances All at. booked throughout the summer. He was at the rec room a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And then yesterday popped up somewhere else. Maury, come in here and explain what this is. I don't even know what you wrote me. At Eat- is it Eaton Center, right? That's right. But what is going on here? Explain it. Okay, so it's called um, so it's called Streaming at CF, Cadillac Fairview. And what it is, it's this pop-up thing that's going to be there, pop-up shop till October 31st, yeah. where you can go book time and you can use this studio they built to record your own podcast or oh, do wow. your own creative oh, stuff. Go. It's pretty awesome. That's cool. They have cameras and stuff in there if you want to do videos. Cameras, microphones, uh, mixing it look like? gear. It looks kind of like a really cool uh, radio studio, a studio with like neon lighting. Oh, it kind cool. of looks like this. Like this? Yeah. Studio? <laughs> like where we are. I'm going yeah, to go do a podcast. Yeah. I'm going to go do a podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> book me some time, more. I need another job. So what was he doing yesterday? Was He, cause he, he recorded his, his own podcast. podcast. Oh, yeah? yeah? Oh, okay. Nice. Were you there for it? Yeah, but there was what, like a, a what, huge crowd of people watching him tape his podcast. What was he talking about? Uh, we, we couldn't hear because he was behind glass. Somebody needs to get Danny Green a bigger ball cap, man. Because every time I see him wear a hat, it's so small on his head. Like they need to get giants, giant size hats. I know, no, but I, he's he has got that the strap, but it's tight. But the, I know, he but the, I, the I know, strap. I know, but then the strap. He, whenever I see Danny Green in a ball, like the strap is always just like hanging down. <laughs> like it looks, it doesn't. It looks like he grabbed it off like somebody else and walked in because he had messy he's like, hair. Oh no, I need to add. Yeah, it's like oh no, I need to add. Come here. Yeah, like, you like, know, <laughs> let me borrow this. Real yeah. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Dan Mori uh, had some time with Mr. Danny Green. Danny Green, how are you, man? I'm well. Can't complain. Now let me ask you this: When you switch teams, because now you're with another team, you've left the Raptors. Oh. I've always wanted to know what do the players do with their outfits you know they have all your name on it and stuff what do you do you sell them at a outfits. garage sale do you throw it out what do you do what outfits are you talking about, talking about uniforms and jerseys that's yes that's what you call those outfits <laughs> <laughs> yeah we call them uniforms and jerseys usually we give some away to friends and family or we keep some especially ones if we won you probably frame one but um most of the time you keep them save them in storage or you give them away to friends and family to, to, to you know if they wanted to frame them i have all my uniforms i gave a couple away to some friends and um you know obviously the regular jerseys hard to get in store now. Uh, they always sell out of everybody's jerseys. Obviously, Canadian fans are amazing, but um, instead of giving away to people, I've asked for them, and so they can you know sign them and frame them. But keeping the final jerseys, kept pretty much everything, and probably transfer some stuff over, send it back home to New York, and some to LA when I find a place. Did you honestly think that they were called outfits? <laughs> I, I, I like, didn't want to say the wrong fine thing. Line, fine line, fine line. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay then. I mean, you think that you and Kawhi were going to be on the same team, and then you woke up the next morning and you were both oh. on different LA teams? And you're like, what the hell? You didn't listen to the group chat? Uh, no, that's not that's not how it happened. Uh, I thought you know when the season ended that it was a possibility, but then once you know before free agency happened, you start talking, or when free agency happened, you start talking to some teams. Um, you realize 
what the cap space is for most of them. And then at that point, usually first day you realize it's probably not going to happen. So, Were you worried that people weren't following you around with cameras? Did that upset you that you didn't, not even a guy on a bike with a camera? No, I appreciated it actually that I wasn't followed by cameras. So um, it was good for me. And uh, obviously said it was up and down and many different emotions of you know the waiting game, but it, was, it turned out well for me. Hmm. So, so far, pretty insightful, mm-hmm. right? I like listening to him talk, actually. Some great questions. Yeah. Uh, and then you get to this, which is like just classic David Mori. Your last name is Green. Mm. So this here is a tongue twister with the word green. Let's see how well that you do. It's easy. Don't, don't chicken out. When you're reading it, it's a lot easier than when it is when you're actually saying it in your head and trying to read it. But I'm going to say green glass globes glow greenly. You know that tongue twister, you got to go a little faster. Yes, so I'm saying it the first time slow so that I can work my way up to green glass globes glow greenly. 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 Is that how many times? That was pretty slow. Bad? Green glass globes glow greenly. Green glass globes glow greenly. Green grass globes glow greenly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So awesome to chat with you again. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Appreciate it. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Um, Katy Perry, when she got sued over Dark Horse. Oh, yeah. Because it sounded like a Christian rock song, or I don't know, I guess it was Christian rock, uh, from 2009, Christian rap, Christian Christian rap, rap. Yeah. Uh, called Joyful Noise by a band called Flame. And so in court, they had said yes, that Dark Horse ripped off Joyful Noise. Dark Horse, once again. And this is Joyful Noise, mm-hmm. Flame. Chapter one, Mr. Taylor. I heard a lot of words that have tickled many ears. That's why I praise God for the word that we get here. Yeah, I can hear it. So the question was, what would the, uh, the damage be? How much monetary compensation will Katy Perry have to fork over? And they came back with their number, which is $2.78 million. (gasps) Yeah. And they're going to be split between Katy Perry and Capitol Records, which released the song when it was on um, Prism. Katy Perry's portion of that 2.7 will be $550,000. Whoa. Wait, what? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. So the record company... The total amount, $2.78 million. Katy Perry's amount that she's on the hook for is $550,000. Oh. I mean, I guess that's fair. Jeez, man. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But a by lot comparison, of money. she's not paying the whole bill. The, those, uh, those Christian rappers in flame are having a great weekend this weekend, yeah, man. totally. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Have you been to the X yet? Did not you yet. go? No? No. I'm Did you? Go. I'm going to go this week. Yeah. Yeah. My kid's not into rides nah, too just yet. Too young. He's too two. Young. He doesn't yeah. know anything no, no, about no, no. the. You go down there with it. We did. The, we we used to when we first started going to the X with rocks. She would, we would transport her there in like a stroller. But once we were there, like she could still walk around. You, you don't want to do the X with like a kid that needs to be in the stroller the whole time. Yeah, it's too difficult to navigate, especially with it's the amount like, of people that show up. It's like Matt Early, a, right? Nah, it's such a pain in the ass, and they're not going to get it. And yeah, just gonna we went to um, Pennsylvania two weeks ago. Oh, how was it? It was great. Yeah, I mean, the drive we drove. You drove. How long yeah. is that drive? I don't even it's five know. hours. Uh no, eight, eight. But 
What? I thought I did it in five. Okay. I don't think you did. Oh. We, it's eight hours, yeah. but traveling with a toddler. <sighs> plus, we were another family with a toddler as well yeah. in another car. Uh, the amount of times we had to stop for breaks. <laughs> Because they can only take so long in the, uh, they can only take it for being in the car seat yeah, for so long. They, they sweat right through the entire well, car at that you, point. It took us 14 hours to get there. <laughs> Did oh it really? God. Yeah. Because you had to stop? Because we had to stop so many times. 14 <laughs> hours. <laughs> I would have stopped at a liquor store and gave the guy a little bit of rum. <laughs> you're going to sleep for six. Hours. Yeah. But when we got there. Oh, like, that's a crazy amount of time in a car. So this oh, park that we God. went to, though. And who drove? Did you drive that I whole drove, time? Yeah. You drove the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, I, think I drove God. like 90%, 90% of it. And my 14 wife hours drove. back. No, it wasn't 14 hours back. We just like pushed right through. Yeah. We were like, we gave him the iPad right from the beginning. Yeah, and we're like, screw it. Yeah. And the eight hour drive on the way home, I think it took us like, we stopped twice. So it maybe took us like nine and a bit. Yeah. But we powered through on the way home. But we went to a theme park and he, even though like we were in the section for like little kids, little kids, yeah. he wasn't really into any nah, of the rides. Right? No, but when you do, when you have to go any sort of extended period of time with a kid in the car or on a flight or whatever it really makes you think your righteousness when it comes to screen time limitations yeah right because you when even when you have a kid you're like we're gonna limit screen time there's gonna be no television the kid's not gonna have an ipad they're not gonna do this and then yeah and then you will find yourself 14 hours in a car in hot august heat driving to pennsylvania and you're like where's that damn ipad yeah and we better have a charger if not we're stopping now to buy one i think he had the ipad in his hands before we even hit the yeah, highway yeah man like you do over here <laughs> because when I'm because I travel a lot, right? And, yeah. and 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 I'm with you. I'm with you on this. When I travel the amount that I do, whether it's by trains or a lot of planes, when people get annoyed that a kid is like freaking out or crying or or whatever it is, most times I look at that kid and I'm going, "There's nothing wrong." Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that the kid is bored. Yeah, completely and bored. you didn't set them up with enough things to do yeah. to occupy their time. And I know that screen time sucks and you got to limit it and you want oh, blah, 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 all the stuff with your kids, right? But man, when you're in a car for 14 hours or you're on a plane for eight or whatever it is, Activities, it's like, man. Give, give me all the iPads. Well, don't they, do they still make those travel games that you can play? Like yeah. Scrabble? So I'll tell you this. They my do. wife, yeah. like, oh man, she is just the absolute best. Not only with the iPad, right? Yeah. And like loaded it up with um, like educational games, like yeah. fun stuff for them. Yeah. But she also made like this activity kind of um, bin that had all sorts of stuff. So it wasn't sure. just the iPad. Like, yeah. yes, for a majority of the time, he did have the iPad, but they he wasn't like watching stuff other than educational games. Sometimes yeah. we put YouTube Too on. Who's young though still for an iPad though? Yeah, Rock, but she had like geez. this activity bin yeah. filled with stuff for him. So he was definitely occupied, but... As you can imagine, like just imagine being strapped in a seat for oh no, it's the worst for X amount of no, hours, right? No, like people who are strapped in a seat for for that amount of time, fourteen hours, are going to space, and then they get a real <laughs> cool story to talk about it afterwards when they land. You know what I mean? He's going to Pennsylvania. Like you give the kid an iPad for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> well, you are so right. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Melissa. Welcome to the Razamoka Show. So I was listening to your uh, road trip adventures to Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. 
husband, my husband and I are very seasoned road trippers. He doesn't fly, so we travel no other way by but by car. Oh, wow. um, Why doesn't he fly? And uh, extreme anxiety. Hmm. Really? About hmm. flying, yeah. We're working on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did something um, happen when he was uh, younger or at any point in his life that made him a nervous nothing, or anxious flyer? Nothing that we can pinpoint. Huh. Uh, flew up until he was like 14, 15, and then it just stopped at that oh, point. Oh, wow. Okay. So we have two kids, two and a half and almost four, and all of our road trips, you have to split them into two days. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so we even talked about that. We talked about the halfway point, which is, for us, our trip from... Uh, from here to Pennsylvania, from Toronto to Pennsylvania, uh, was Syracuse. And we talked right. about driving four hours to Syracuse and staying there overnight and then doing the other four hours straight to Pennsylvania. But we said, you know what, let's just try, just to minimize an extra day of traveling, mm -hmm. uh, let's right. just try to power through. But we did stop in Syracuse and we hit up like this massive like mall that had all these restaurants and this massive play gym. So we let the kids run around and like just go bonkers for two hours at this place, well, tire them out so that the last four hours of that trip, hopefully they would sleep majority of the time, which of course they did not. So when you're nope. road so when you're road tripping and, and like Mocha just said, when you talk about splitting up a day, right? What is yeah. your what is your max car time for one day then? Like what constitutes one day? So we tend to go on the kids, but we usually do no more than a full eight hour day. But that we That's even stop for maybe about an hour in between. But we usually pick the halfway point. So last year we did Two years ago, we did Pennsylvania as well, and we stopped for the night in Syracuse. Okay. Um, and it's just much better because the kids get a good night rest, we get a good night rest, and then we're refreshed the next day. Um, my husband usually does the entire drive, but I'm the one, I guess, manning the kids, so to speak. Yeah. So it gives me a break, too, to not constantly being mommy this, mommy that, mommy this, and everyone just sleeps comfortably. So it is much better, mm. I promise you, if you take that extra night to just regroup. It's interesting. And it's tough. And what do you do? What Do you have iPads and stuff? What's your rule? My, we have iPads. We have DVD players. Uh, yeah. We buy a portable one on the back of the seat. You we know, have coloring books. Can I just tell you, you know what I discovered? And I don't mm. know if you're, if you're into this world yet, Mocha, because it's very easy now to just download stuff off Netflix for the iPad. Uh, trying to find a quality portable DVD player in 2019 oh, yeah. is almost impossible. Yeah. Oh, they're not very good. They're not very good. We burn through those things, and all Roxy uses it for is yoga. Oh, really? And, yeah, and we <laughs> and we burn through. We, I mean, you get them for like forty bucks now. They're right? less than that. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like twenty. They're like twenty four dollars <laughs> for a DVD uh, player. But I wish there was an eighty dollar one that was a good quality DVD sure. player. Yeah. But finding okay. a portable DVD player in twenty nineteen is really tough. We bought an eighty dollar one. Yeah. At Walmart. Uh, two screens, same movie, and we only use it for road trips. We don't use it for anything else, mm -hmm. and it's not that bad. Oh. Um, and it does, it, the only downside is it plays one movie on two screens. I have a boy and a girl, so it's a constant battle of Frozen versus Cars, but um, <laughs> wow, it works. It helps. Two it screens helps on a portable, the future is now, huh? <laughs> 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 hey, Melissa, appreciate the phone call. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, always. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. What's up? Hi, good morning. I was actually calling in to talk about the switch that you were just talking about. Yeah. 
Um, so I actually think it'd be perfect for Roxy because it actually does exactly what you're looking for. So you are able to play off the TV and you can play portable. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the Switch, the two controllers on either side, those actually slide off of the screen and become tiny controllers so two people can play at the same time. Oh, can, yeah. I, get, can I get regular size controllers for the Switch though? You can, um, but you'd have to use it off the dock so it plays off the TV. That's what I want. I only want, I only want to play it off the television. Yeah, those controllers, um, I have one. It was about 40 bucks. Yeah. But, I mean, it is really convenient, and I do think that the Switch games, they are geared towards a younger crowd, so it'd be yeah. perfect for Roxy. What uh, what games are you playing? Um, right now, I'm just playing Minecraft. Oh, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, see, that isn't, Minecraft's not coming into my house. I'll tell you that. Um, no? She'll no, get addicted, you think? No, nah, nah, I just don't, I don't, we don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't, I don't need that in my life. I don't need Minecraft in my life. I really don't. It's popular, though. Yeah, it is. Fortnite's not coming into the house. Minecraft's not coming into the house. I can understand None of Fortnite. That, none right? of that stuff's coming into the house. Wow. No. It, mm-hmm. melts, it melts you. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Mean dad over here. Yeah, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for calling in. All right. Have a good guy. Good day, guys. Take care. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me read you this story. Scientists develop blood tests that predicts whether you'll die in the next 10 years. What? To me, it seems like a really far fetched headline, but (sighs) let me break it down for you. Okay. Uh, scientists, I don't know if I want to know that information. Scientists from the Max Planck Institute for Biology oh, yeah, and legit. <laughs> have developed Max a new blood Planck. test that can predict whether you'll uh, die within the next 10 years. The test relies on biomarkers in the blood linked to various factors that appear to affect your health and your risk of death. To develop the test, the researchers analyzed 44,000 participants aged 18 to 109. Wow. 5,500 whom died during follow-up. An analysis of the participants' blood revealed 14 biomarkers that were associated with increased risk of death. Now, these biomarkers were linked to various factors, including immunity, uh, circulating fat, inflammation, and glucose control. This suggests that in the future, a sample of your blood could be analyzed for the presence of these biomarkers to indicate when you'll die. So very convoluted, but they were able to determine based on the people that they started testing during with a huge age range of 18 to 109. The ones that did die, they figured out these little markers that identified these potential health risks and who had them and who didn't. And they now say that they can test your blood to find out if you have those, which would then put you at risk of death within the next 10 years. Oh, so it's not like, here's a test. You're going to die within the next 10 years. It yeah, that's be, what they're saying. They're saying, but it, yeah. it could also be, here's a test. You could die in the next 10 years. Okay, I'm going to do something about it and see what I can change in my life, whether it's exercise or diet yeah. or medication or something sure. to prolong right. the estimated 10-year expiry date. Right. Yes. But right? You, uh, yeah. I mean, sure. in that case, I guess I would sure. want to know. Sure, you would? Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to know. I wouldn't. I don't want, I'm I don't a young guy. I don't want to die in 10 years. I know, but I don't want to know those things, though, because i do something to screw it up. I'd start jogging and then get hit by a bus or something. You know what I mean? Die like, like the next five days. Yeah, I, die, I, die, I would die that week. Like, yeah, guaranteed right now. Guaranteed, I guarantee yeah. you right now. I, my, my luck is so bad, uh-huh. and 
I'm so clumsy and ill-coordinated that if I took a blood test that told me that I was going to die in the next 10 years, I would immediately turn my life around. Yeah. And then I would die within five days doing something trying to turn my life around. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be the guy that like accidentally hung himself at the gym right. on, like, on like one of the machines. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that machine's a treadmill, which yeah, you can't hang yeah. you, would, you would see pictures of me. like <laughs> People would be Snapchatting me on a bench press with just the bar on me that I couldn't lift. <laughs> and nobody bothered to help me because they've never seen somebody who couldn't actually just lift the bar. <laughs> they left me there for hours. So no information is probably the best information, right? Yes. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. People who post selfies are seen as insecure and less likable. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> insecure and Spe- less yeah. likable. And wow. this, this is the thing, is that specifically selfies. So... Yeah. This was published in the Journal of Research and Personality. The scientists conducted a novel experiment with hundreds of actual Instagram users to determine if there are certain types of self-image posts that cause others to make snap judgments about their personalities. Their work shows that individuals who post a lot of selfies are almost uniformly viewed as less likable, less successful, more insecure, and less open to new experiences than individuals who share a greater number of posts uh, of photos, sort of random stuff stuff in their world. Can I go on a rant then? Hold on a second. Because what they found was, so like, say for instance, if you are on vacation, yeah. if you go for dinner, if you're out in the world, you're at the, you know, who knows what you're doing. Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. Pictures of those events, yeah. even you at those places yeah. or events are not seen as less likable. It's only when you turn your back to wherever you are, put the camera on yourself and take a selfie of that thing. So it's not like people are turned off by your fantastic life on Instagram. They're just specifically turned off when you choose to document it through selfies. Maury. Thank you. Okay, okay. so here's the thing. Yeah. If you're on vacation... Maury's taking this like so... Yeah. personally right yeah. now. Well, because yeah. I think that sometimes these studies are done by old people that don't understand the concept of selfie and sometimes there's not somebody there to take the picture of okay, but you. Now, and but if now you want to be... But, but now you're you're reaching here because you're, you're, you're coming up with excuses that you have no information to back it up. No. Well, no. Let me finish. If you want to take a picture, if you want to be seen so in front of the right Eiffel now. Tower, old and people, old yeah. people, <laughs> you want to be seen in front of the Eiffel you're Tower. 40. Sometimes you have no choice yeah. but like, to take a selfie. You're so that you can old be seen people. in front of the Eiffel Tower, and there's no one. Who are you going to hand your phone to? Somebody saying, "Take a picture of me with this," because. No, but why? But here's the thing: Why do you need to be in the picture? Is part because of the otherwise, question. how do people know that you were there? Because it's in your feed. I know, but then it's just a picture of the Eiffel Tower. Anybody could Google that. People want to see you. And the no, Eiffel apparently Tower. they don't. Okay, is well, what the study is. Well, more, you know why I'm worried so upset right now? Yeah, because <laughs> on Maury's Instagram, so mad at this study. on Maury's Instagram, yeah, his last five, no, six photos, yeah. were of him, yeah, that he posted. His selfies. last six selfies. I don't even know what mine are. Are mine? I think I did. Well, I did one selfie last week. I know that. You've done, you did a selfie in front of your pool. That's what I said. I did one selfie. I'm not denying it, Maury. Yeah, but yeah, like that was one. 
Okay, oh, but people don't want to see just the Eiffel Tower. Like that. Well, why are you so mad? Like, relax. Because yeah. selfies are what we do now. Selfies are how we, yeah. you know, express our uh, enjoyment. You know, the other reason why Maury is so upset. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you, Maury. But I'm just saying, according to the study, and let me run through this again. Their work shows that individuals who post a lot of selfies are almost uniformly viewed as less likable, less successful, more uh-huh. insecure, and less open to new uh-huh. experiences. You said almost. What do you mean? Like it's not 100%. It's almost less likely to. No, 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 no. I said almost uniformly, meaning almost 100%. Thrown in words. <laughs> People, listen. Sorry, you almost yeah. listen all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you young forty-year-old. Right? <laughs> uh, but we brought this up a while ago, and it's amazing how far we've. How long's Facebook been around? More. Let me find out. No, I just two thousand six. Okay, thank you. And we've gotten so much into our own selves that we didn't even notice it happening. When you go on somebody's Instagram account, the yeah. pictures that they have, unless it's like a food account or whatever account, sure. the I would say the vast majority up into the 90 percentile is pictures of themselves or their own immediate family. Right. But if you go back on Facebook, you see things on Facebook that you will never see on Instagram, that you will never see on Instagram. Like go, go back on Facebook and start going through people's pictures that they would post when... Facebook first started and you will see hundreds upon hundreds of pictures on their Facebook that they're not in where they would take pictures of just their friends at a party and post it where they would take pictures of just random things and post it. They would take pictures of one of their friends and post it because they were somewhere. People don't do that anymore. If you're not in it, it doesn't belong. Like if you, it has to be centered around you. We no longer, I'm telling you, go on Facebook right now, find one of your friends that has had a Facebook account for a long time. Yeah. Go back to the very beginning of all their pictures and oh, look you know at, and look at, that is? no, but yeah, but go back and look at the very beginning of all their pictures and how different we viewed what it was to post pictures on something like social media. It was wildly different. And now the only thing we care about is how we look on social media. And what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, I'm sorry, I'm so distracted right now. I'm looking at cookbooks online and I got to oh, get yeah. out of there to figure oh, out what cookbooks? I was wanted to talk to. Uh, I was just looking at one, like a, just a, like a barbecue sort of cookbook thing because I'm just obsessed about food and how to prepare certain things. Yeah. And I was thinking about doing a video for Instagram on how I cook a perfect burger because, Ooh, be because we, get a, we get that question a lot on this show because you and I have debated how to cook a burger yeah. many times on this show. I love cooking burgers on the grill. Yeah, so you do grill. on the grill. I do it on the grill, but I have a cast iron plate that I put down on the grill so it, so it turns the grill into a skillet Yeah, because to me, like that's, the one, that's the one and only way to... Right to, on the grill for like 20 minutes. Oh, jeez, Maury. God, he's cooking a shoe. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, no. So I was thinking about doing a video for that, but and then I was just looking to get all my ingredients in order. So I was just, I was just looking for inspiration. Okay, now, like do you, I have five minutes. Do you um, go through a lot of cookbooks? No, I go through. Or do you, do, like, you know what's you know what's interesting? Because I watch a lot of yeah. stuff, especially when it comes to cooking stuff. Yeah, I just find stuff on YouTube or like these chefs on Instagram and then just go to their YouTube channels. Yeah. It's very rare now that 
I will go out of my way to get a cookbook. Yeah, see, I, through I still dip into cookbooks every now and then just for inspiration, not so much for the recipes because I think that cookbooks do offer so much that you actually don't get on Instagram or on, on YouTube yeah. and you think it's very much the same, right? But when you take the kind of personality out of it and you're just dealing with ingredients, amounts, preparation and you take out the music and the personality and everything else and the, the sort of goal where when you, I watch a YouTube video, oftentimes I'm just watching a YouTube video to be entertained by somebody cooking sure. and then you just see the end result and they take a bite and they go mm, so good <laughs> uh, but with but yeah. with a cookbook you want to learn you know sure. there's there's an education to a cookbook and I so like both but i like i'm a very visual yeah so i need to yes. see somebody doing it so yeah. i know when they say you know it's got to crisp a little bit i need to see yes. how crispy they're making it are fair we talking enough. fair enough super super crispy yeah. or are we talking just a tiny little bit of just yeah. a little bit Fair of enough. You know no, what I, mean? I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, but no, but with uh, with certain things, like when I buy new gear for the kitchen, like when I, when I bought a sous vide, and if yeah. anybody's listening right now, and you have not dipped into the world of sous vide, it is life-changing. It's game-changing. It will up your game. It makes you want to cook again. Like it is so amazing. A chicken breast in the sous vide, and then you just crisp it up, in a blazing hot pan on the stove for less than three minutes is the greatest chicken breast you'll ever eat in your life. I will say, Roz, you turned me on yeah. to the sous vide. Yeah. You should just end it at a turn me on. That goes without saying no more. Because when you explain to me how food tastes yeah. when you're using the sous vide, yeah. I was like, I need to try yeah. for myself. And I yeah. bought it and instantly fell in love. And the money I saved on with sous vide, where I realized I saved is that I no longer go and buy really expensive steaks, like oh, like crazy expensive steaks sure. to sort of have that thing that only an expensive piece of meat can give you. Because in a sous vide, I can buy like cheap steak, but when you sous vide it and then cook it properly afterwards, mm -hmm. it is an amazing experience. Like it's just incredible. Like, and forget even, about the seasoning. All you yeah. need really is salt and pepper. That's, and that's it. it. It's all can you, you need. Can you sous vide yeah. fish? Because I you can sous vide yeah, fish. Yeah, you can. Sous -vide fish is incredible. Because I well, does it take? Because I cooked salmon last night for it felt like an hour. It was in the oven for like forty five oh minutes. Oh my god, forty five minutes for salmon? Jeez. But it kept bubbling, so I thought it wasn't done. Ew, that's so <laughs> gross. Oh, 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 God. Oh, the salmon is bubbling. Oh, my God, dude, that's so gross. That is so gross. You're disgusting. You're disgusting. Oh, my God. Oh, God, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Mary. How are you? It's Roz and Mocha. Yeah, hi. I'm listening, and I'm wondering, what's this do we eat? Ah. It sounds delicious, but you didn't explain what it was. Okay, so a sous vide is a water bath. So basically, it's you can buy like a whole unit or the wand. I just buy the wand, and then I put it in, I have like a small Tupperware that I just fill with water. So you fill it with water, and then you put this wand in. And then if you have a, a vacuum sealing sort of bag contraption at your house, you can use that. If not, you can just use Ziploc bags. And what the sous vide does is it cooks the internal temperature Temperature to whatever meat that you're cooking or anything for that matter that you're cooking um, perfectly and it doesn't undercook it and it doesn't overcook it. So, you know, when you put a steak on a grill or you put a steak in a pan 
and then you cut it open. And if you like that sort of medium, when you look at it after you've cooked it in a pan, that strip of where it looks perfect is one little thin strip through the middle. And then as it goes up through the, the crust, it slowly gets slowly gets more gray, more gray, more gray, more gray, brown, and then crust, right? So with a sous vide, what it does is it cooks end to end the perfect temperature that you want. So if you like your steak rare, medium rare, uh, well, or medium well, whatever it is, you punch in the number and it cooks it for that perfect temperature. Then you take it out, you dry it, and you throw it in a blazing hot pan to just crisp up the outside. And then when you cut into it, it is a perfectly cooked steak. Like it's it's flawless and it's virtually foolproof. And can you buy this anywhere? Anywhere. You yeah. can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it at Canadian Tire. I ordered mine on Amazon. Yeah, you can buy them. I use the Anova one and mm-hmm. uh, and then I just control it with the app. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so look All into right. it. Watch a couple of YouTube videos. Like before you sort of dip into it and make the commitment, uh, watch a couple of YouTube videos on people cooking a steak with a, with a sous vide or fish or chicken. Chicken is really the where it's at with uh, with sous vide, mm-hmm. but it will it will change your life. You can tell her how to spell it. Yeah, it's sous vide. You can figure it out. S-O-U-S-V-I-D-E. <laughs> How do you spell it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. S O U S V I D E. Okay, you should put it. You should post that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We will do that. All right. All okay. Right, awesome. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Thank Mary. You. Which, which one do you have, Bye-bye. Mocha? I have the exact same you one. Have the, the, the Anova one. Yeah. one. And do you use the app? I do. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I did the most old guy thing I could possibly do yesterday. Oh yeah. What's that? For twelve minutes. I stood at the window and then proceeded to stand outside yeah. looking at a cloud that was like slowly moving across the sky. But yeah. within this cloud, lightning was oh, really? was happening. But only within this one sure. section of this super slow moving cloud. Yeah. And I was just fascinated. And I was standing at the window, not saying anything. And then my wife was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm looking at this lightning yeah. in this cloud. Yeah, man. And I'm watching then, lightning. Leave me alone. Then, Get your own hobby. And then she's like, <laughs> okay. I said, I'm going to go outside for a bit. And she was like, just don't get struck by lightning. Well, okay, cool. How far was it? Like, was it raining at your, pl- at your place or no? It wasn't. No, 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 it wasn't. Yeah. And I was waiting for the rain to happen. Yeah. So then I grabbed my camera and I put it on a tripod and I hit record. Right. Just to see if Were anything... you doing like a time lapse thing? What were you no, doing? No, no, no. I was just like recording in real time. Right. But it was just like, it wasn't like the kind of lightning that you see on TV where it's just sparks of light. Right. Going like crazy through this cloud. Yeah. It was like every 30, maybe 40 seconds, you'd see like little sparks here and there. And like a couple of times where it would shoot right across the entire cloud but that's it it was all contained within this one cloud you should also keep an eye on your neighbor's houses during those moments we did that we lived in a house when i was growing up and we noticed that anytime there was a storm everybody would look out their front window like you did sitting there staring at the lightning but we discovered years later that the neighbors weren't looking up at the clouds to see the storm they were staring at our house and because my dad finally asked somebody, they're like, why are you always looking at my house? And they go, oh, because your chimney before you guys moved in had been hit by lightning three times. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So they were all like, is it going to happen? 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 Terrible neighbors. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. So check your neighbors out because they may be watching you. 
jerks. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Michelle, it's Roz and Mocha. Boy, oh boy, do we got a lot to get into with you here. Yes. <laughs> uh, you wrote us this, Michelle. Hey, Roz and Mocha, this is my FML, Fix My Life. Met a guy from Japan in May on a language exchange app we met in Toronto, went out, and then one thing led to another. He was just visiting and then went back to Japan. From then on, we had a long-distance relationship. At the time, my boyfriend and I were in a bad stage in our relationship, and we've been together now for eight years. Wow. I'm planning to go to Japan to see this guy next August, and then in 2021, he wants to move here with me. I don't know if I should just leave my boyfriend or the guy in Japan. I'm confused as hell, that's for sure. Wow, so Michelle, when you said one thing led to another with this guy from Japan, you guys had sex? Uh yeah, sort of. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, yeah. it's either yes or no. Well, so yes. Uh, well, I know that's a gray area. Yeah. yeah okay. Did you, okay. I give, let me rephrase the question. When you when you said one thing led to another, are any of the things that led to another things that your current boyfriend would consider cheating? Oh, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. There we okay. go. So you yeah. cheated on your boyfriend. <laughs> okay. So yeah. when how long was your relationship with your current boyfriend rocky for? Like, how long were you guys in that bad place? Um, it's been a, a good six months. And you guys are still together? Uh, yes. Do you uh, live, together? live together? Actually. Oh, jeez. And yeah. so, and so he hasn't, and he has no idea. You guys haven't talked about this at all. Like, have you guys talk about? Like, has have you dealt with any sort of cheating in the relationship in the past? Uh, no, uh, no, 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 not at all. So, this is like the first time, and I'm, I'm like, I'm. That's why I was like having cold feet because we both listen to the show. So I don't yeah. know. So does he know that you plan on going to Japan? next year no 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 he uh, he knows that i'm gonna go to japan next year is he wondering why you're not asking him to go on this trip with you uh at the beginning yes but as, and then he i told him he doesn't have any interest in japan or anything so I, i'm gonna go with a friend that she likes to go and i've been there a few times okay. are you really going with another friend or are you just really going solo no i am going with a friend i am okay. quite terrified going to a country i don't speak the language okay so do you love your boyfriend I do. I do. But, okay. uh, Who are you trying to convince? Us or yourself? Because it doesn't... You're not convincing us right myself. now. I, I think I am in a bad place right now in the sense like I don't even know what do I want myself. Okay. Do you do you love your boyfriend in Japan? I don't... I think it's just companionship at this point. Okay. You sounds like you want to have it all. <sighs> Terrible. Yeah. You, you can't play people like that though. The world doesn't work this way. And I know that a lot of stuff that you can read and you go on and you find all this support online and on Twitter and you go girl and hot girl summer and all this stuff, right? <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't have a boyfriend that you live with and already be making plans to move in with another guy in 2021. Like you just, you can't play people like that. Yeah. You know, it's been eight years. Yeah. And uh, it's like... Breaking up something that, you know, it doesn't, it's nothing wrong with it in his side. You know what I mean? You can break it, up it, with them. I think your problem yeah, is the fact that you've invested eight years into this relationship, a relationship that's been terrible, but your hang up is that it's been eight years and all that time invested. You don't want to see it go to waste. Um, yeah, and I feel like I'm going to hurt him and I feel terrible about you it. You already did sense. hurt him. He just you doesn't know on about the guy. it. Yeah. You're hurting him every day. He just doesn't know. It's not just going to hurt when he finds out. It hurts every single time you text the guy in Japan. He just doesn't know about it yet. 
It's not that you don't yeah. want to hurt your boyfriend. You have no problem hurting your boyfriend. You're right. You it's just don't want to. You just don't. You just don't want to get caught. Now, does your boyfriend in Japan know that you have a boyfriend? Here, where you live? No. Okay, yeah. Oh, like that's a ridiculous okay. question. I don't know. Does your boyfriend in Japan have a girlfriend out there? I don't know. I okay. hope not. No, you don't care. Because you don't, you don't care about people. You only care about yourself. Here's what you have to do, Michelle, is uh, go break up with your boyfriend that you have out here. Because you don't want to be in a relationship. No, nah, you're cheating on the guy for, yeah. for a long time. You're making all sorts of excuses. And you just want it all. And you don't want to get caught when really all this comes down to, you say, I don't want to hurt his feelings. You hurt him every single day. He just doesn't know it. Yeah, you're kind of being selfish right now, Michelle. What this comes down to is that you are racked with guilt. And you want somebody to say, oh, no, no, it's okay. Here's the easy way out. There is no easy way out. Yeah. Somebody's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to say two people are going to get hurt. Probably all of you are. Both of your boyfriends. Yeah. There's a good chance. And you're going to get hurt too. There's a good chance because your boyfriend's really going to give you a piece of his mind when he finds out everything because you are going to tell him. Yeah. Play people like that. What's the matter with you? You're right. <laughs> oh god michelle stop being so selfish golden right now but also i don't yeah. want i don't want you to be in a relationship that doesn't make you happy like that's what it comes down to as well no, like I, sure. I know we're putting a lot of blame on you because you deserve a lot of the blame but if you're in a relationship where you feel like you're stuck and your current boyfriend you know either mistreats you or there's trust issues or you're unhappy like like i don't want you to be stuck in a relationship that you know is bringing you down but you have to make some decisions and you got to take some serious ownership uh, of the situation that you've created. Yeah. Okay, so what are you going to do? I honestly cannot break up with my boyfriend here. Oh, my I, God. Okay. Okay so, so, okay, so what are you going to do? I think I want to disconnect myself with everybody, other, like with that person. So you're going to you're gonna dump your Japanese boyfriend? Yeah, I mean... Why can't you dump your boyfriend here? Tell us why. Why? Because he doesn't have anything wrong. He's like... He does have something wrong. He's got a cheating girlfriend. Yeah, well, I, I am the problem here. You are the... You're his problem. Yeah. Uh, so you do whatever you think is right, okay? I th- but what I think you're going to do... Be wrong. No, no, what you're, what you're doing is you're going to do what's easiest, which is to get rid of the guy who lives across the world, as opposed to dealing with what you really should be dealing with, and that is the fact that you've been hurting your boyfriend for months. Yeah. Well, good luck with the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. It was Brody Jenner's birthday yesterday. Who? Brody Jenner from the Hills. Oh Come on, bro. God. You know. I'll take a pass on this one. And as we know, uh, his ex, <laughs> Caitlin, <we> was pictured, <laughs> photographed, making out with Miley. Yeah. Right? And Miley is getting a divorce from the non-Thor Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. So for his birthday, both Miley and... Brody's ex, Caitlin, mm-hmm. sent him a gift. Oh, God. Say that again? So it's Brody Jenner's birthday. Yes. And who sent him a gift? His ex-wife. Yeah. And Miley Cyrus. A joint gift. And Caitlin and Miley were photographed allegedly Making kissing. That. Well, no, they were kissing. <laughs> Is that weird? That they sent him a gift? Yeah. He was cool with it. He put it on IG stories. And how long everything. have they been? How long have they been split? Well, yeah. See, when you when you split with somebody, it's weird because you wind up being very in your own world. Like most people's 
separations are just unique to those two individuals. Like so much matters. Why did you split? Why did you get married? Do you have kids? Do you not have kids? Like, what do you share? They don't have kids. All all this stuff. And to me, it didn't seem like Brody Jenner was ready to settle down just by, because you watch The Hills, right? No. uh, Just by watching the new season of The Hills. I have friends that watch it and they've told me. Yeah. It didn't seem like. This whole conversation hurts. He wanted to. uh, He wasn't, he he just wasn't ready yet. He's not a settle down, I want to be a married guy type of guy. I got you. So what did they give him? For his birthday. So I guess Miley is an investor in like a weed company. Oh, so they sent Jesus. over a box of like weed? weed stuff, paraphernalia and like edibles. and. Man, if anybody ever got me weed from my brother, I'd be so disappointed in them. Why? <laughs> but if like, if you smoke weed though, I like know. if you're into all that, if you're into I that know, culture, I know. then yeah, you'd be excited. But weed people are weed people. Like it's, I don't know. And I know. Like if I sent you a gift box, right? Yeah. For your birthday. Your birthday is in October. Yeah. And actually exactly two months from today. If your birthday, I know that because I'm your best friend. Yeah. If on your birthday, you get a ring at the door and it's Canada Post and they hand you a box, you open that box, inside that box is another box, a wooden box. Yeah. You open that wooden box and there is jet black, the tightest pants, leather you'd ever seen in your entire life. Okay. And... The most beautiful scarf you'd ever seen in your entire life. Man, you know what? And the deepest V T-shirt. Stop stereotyping me, man. Like this is just in your entire life. You know, somebody starts to tell like a nice story, but all they do is use all your most negative attributes that they goof on. And the most luxurious, luscious denim jacket you've ever seen in your entire life. I get the point. Hold on, denim. What? Oh yeah, you kind of wearing the same thing that I just described. Shut up, man. Shut up. Yeah, I was... Whatever, dude. You know, like. Do I know even. you or do no, I know dude, you? Don't even. Don't do even. Do I know you wouldn't nah, be happy nah, if you nah, opened nah. up a gift box nah, and nah, all nah. those items Maury, were in. Go get my big box of weed, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Do you see this Apple card that everybody's freaking out about? The credit card? Yeah. That it's not compatible with leather. <laughs> Major concern for you, <laughs> right? You're leather and all leather all day. Yeah, they listen. The Apple Card, it's awesome. It's gorgeous. Like it's beautiful. Yeah, but it's not compatible with um, denim and leather. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can you believe that? So, what do you mean it's not compatible? Okay. You can't keep it in a leather like you have a leather wallet according to apple storing it against leather or denim yeah. can cause permanent discoloration and despite the plastic lining in many wallets it's a it's it's a, that's very concerning to me and one more thing don't let it rub up against other cards or sit anywhere loose against coins keys or other abrasive objects because it won't work anymore oh come so, on i don't so know what, you know why they did that <laughs> so that in you know 3 months they could say, guess what? For Christmas, get your loved one who oh, may have the okay. Apple uh, credit card, the new iWallet. You went that way. Something. Where here's where not being able to store it. Yes, I fully agree with you on that. You're going to need a special case. Yeah. Or something that you wear around your neck. Like we're all going to be wearing our Apple like cards. A lanyard? Yeah, like, like, a, you're, yes. like you're at work? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be attached to your belt. A pass card? Yeah. But not rubbing <laughs> it up against other cards or loose change to me seems like the beginning steps of having people choose whether you want your visa or your Apple card. 
Oh, true. Right? So they're going to load this up with conveniences. It's going to change your life. It's going to revolutionize everything. My yeah. God, it's the new iPod, right? But all you got to do is cancel. All you got to do is... <laughs> the new iPod. <laughs> well, the, but listen, what, 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 what made us throw out at least five things in our house? Oh, yeah, I guess. The, the iPod. iPod. Sure. Right? We yeah. threw out so much stuff when the iPod came out. Yeah. Everything. My, I, I had full so stereo systems. Dude, I had, full, I had three CD Walkmans. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I had one that sounded great. Here. I had one that sounded great if you left it on a desk. Uh-huh. I had one that didn't skip a whole lot if you walked with it. I was going to say jogged, but I didn't think you'd believe me for a second. <laughs> Not at all. Right? And then, I had, uh, and then I had another one that was really, really great at playing crappy old CDs. Okay. Because it had a really great laser in it. And then I got an iPod, and I, so I threw all that out. Yeah. I threw my, my tape decks out, my, my giant CD players out. As did everybody I, else. I clean house, right? So if that's what they want to do with this card, is to eventually just have your whole life move over to one card. So there is a chance that they purposely made the card that way to eliminate the competition that's in your wallet right now. Yeah, it's just like when they finally admitted that they toast your old phone when they release a new one. Yeah. Right? Everybody yeah. was like, you thought that that was like just some giant conspiracy and that no company would actually do and that. And was like, no, nah, we did it. And then they're like, no, <laughs> we do. <laughs> right? So anyway, so if you, uh, if when it does come here, because I don't know, it's not in Canada yet, is it, Maury? No, no just I in the U.S. Seen, I haven't heard anyone that, yeah, uh, just that in the, has uh, it just yet. But you know it's uh, you know it'll be on its way. But again, so the the first step they say is with the Apple Card is you can't store it against leather or denim. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tragic. Because it'll cause permanent um, discoloration. Wait, before you continue, yeah. Wouldn't you just assume? <laughs> and don't let it rub against other cards but or against you just assume money. That it, like if you are <laughs> on an iPhone or you're 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 about that iOS life, right? Yeah. Sure. When you get the card, yeah, you should be able to add it to your. Your wallet, I say wallet with air quotes, that's on your phone. So that you could just like scan your phone yeah. against a debit machine that takes Apple Pay. Yeah. But there's so a lot of places. But there's need... a lot of places in this world that don't take Apple oh, Pay. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's right? True, that's there true. are. There's yeah. a lot of joints that don't take Apple Pay. Yeah. Still. Still. So anyway, so if you do, if it does come to Canada just before Warren, if they have not fixed what is the glitch. You can't rub it against You can't skin, rub it against leather. You can't rub it against denim. Skin. It, it, skin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it can't touch your other cards. Yeah. And it can't touch money, coins, or anything else that's like pokey or sharp. Or air, you, or, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Hey, Cassie, what's up? Welcome to the Ross and Mocha Show. Hey, guys, how are you? Better than you. I know. <laughs> All right, Cassie, so uh, uh, your Fix My Life problem okay. is this. You say Razamoka FML. I met this guy on a dating app and we exchanged some messages and he suggested we go out that evening. The date was progressing well. He told me he was a sports recruiter and other things he likes to do. I noticed he had ordered one of the most expensive items on the menu with extra add-ons. Wow. He was almost done his meal when he got up and said that he needed to use the washroom. Ten minutes went by, and I got kind of skeptical. I went to see our waiter and told him, I think my date left me with the bill. Oh! He went to check the washroom and confirmed that he was not in there. Turns out... I know someone whose relative works with this guy and he's not a sports recruiter. He mentioned he's one of the scummiest guys he knows and that he also has a girlfriend. Oh! 
The waiter also mentioned that it didn't look like that this was his first time leaving someone with the bill. What do you suggest I do? Do I expose him on social media or do I drop it? Wow, wow, wow. So, Cassie, just out of curiosity, what was that total bill? Well, it probably over like 200. Okay, so what you did, did you wind up paying the bill or no? So what happened was the the waiter felt like he's never seen that happen before, so yeah. he comped everything he had ordered. Oh, oh that's nice. Wow. Everything yeah. that, that, that the, the scumbag ordered, he, he comped. Yeah, so if he okay. hadn't done that, I would have been stuck with a bill for over $200. Okay. Wow, you know what we're doing right now is we're giving a scumbag couple out there the new game plan to get half a free meal. <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta do is your boyfriend just gotta get up and leave, and you gotta cry a little bit. Oh uh, so, no! So, so, what do you know about this guy? When uh, you hear that he's a scumbag from somebody that you know that works with him, well, define scumbag. Like, why are they saying he's a scumbag? Um, I'm pretty sure he's done this before. Yeah. Um, it can't be his first time. He's on a dating app. Uh, with a girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. he has a girlfriend. Sure. So I don't understand another purpose for him to be on an app other than getting free meals. So you want to know what? If you should expose this guy or whatever? Or what do you yeah. do? Like, what do you do at this point? I'm not a big fan, and I'm sure Mocha may feel differently about this, okay? Uh, when you're in the dating world, you're going to date some scumbags, and you're going to have some great dates, and you're going to have some lousy dates. I don't think anybody's life should be ruined or they should lose a job because they skipped out on a bill. It's a terrible thing to do, okay? Yes. You're an awful person, but I don't think you should try and end this guy and cancel this guy because he walked out on the on the bill. And I was going to say, why don't you just DM him and ask him to just sort of pay you what you paid for, but you weren't even out really any money because they comped his side of the dinner. Aha, but guess what? He doesn't know that. Exactly. I know, but you no. then, but then but then you're the but then you're the scum bag you're the thief right i yeah regardless of what you may think roz yeah i was gonna say to cassie my advice is to just leave it alone yeah no revenge here don't go after this guy don't say something negative about him to the people that he knows don't try you know going after his girlfriend or outing him to his girlfriend the truth will come out eventually Mm -hmm. but it doesn't need to come from you okay Sorry, I just needed like an unbiased opinion from you guys because obviously my friends are like, you need to out him. Like people of need to know about say that. No, of course they're going to say that because we live in a cancel culture. But you know, all he has to do is say this. Okay, so here, here's how easily this can ruin your life. Okay, is you out him and you go, uh, hey, listen, this scumbag, his name is so and so. Here's the deal. We were on a date together. Uh, he ordered the most expensive thing on the menu, and then he got up and he ditched me with the bill. Ladies, ladies, don't date this loser. What's your What's your plan when he responds with, yeah, for sure. Listen, I'm so sorry. I went out on a date with this girl. I sat there, and like during dinner, she would just not shut up about talking about Nazis. And I got really freaked out. I didn't know what to do, so I left. What's your plan? Didn't think that far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just wanted to cancel the guy. Then, right all away. Of the, then all of a sudden, he say he has to defend himself that he's not a scumbag. You have to defend yourself that you're not a Nazi. Correct. Right? Just leave it alone, Cassie. Leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Don't go yeah. down that road. It's the dating world. It's terrible. It's awful. But you're gonna have some good ones. I'm sure you've had some good ones. And you're gonna have I some have. bad and you're gonna have some bad ones. I'm done with the dating app. I deleted it. Oh, wow. Just not. That was a horrible experience. I don't wish that upon anybody. Are you looking for a guy like you want us to hook you up? Um, I would like to go on a nice date. Sure. Describe yourself. I am 5'2". 
I'm adventurous. I love going on hikes. I um, I like to cook, bake. Um, I'm a hard worker. What do you do? What do you do for a living? Um, rather not just okay. stay on there. But you make you make you make your own money. Oh yeah, no, I have a really good job. Yeah. If you go out with a guy, you're gonna you gonna pay for it. <laughs> I can, pay, yeah, I can pay for him. Okay, okay. even if he orders them the extra fixes, <laughs> the extra add-ons. I'm not cheap. So like steak with a side of like lobster mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. You're good with that? Yeah. yeah okay. Honestly, okay. All, right, all right, all right. All right. What do you what do you look like? What color hair you have? You white girl? Uh, you brown girl? Um, white, brown hair, brown eyes. Okay, Wait, how old are you, Cassie? I am 28. You live on your own or still at home with your folks? Um, I travel a lot, so I am home. You are home with your mom and dad? Yeah, because I'm on the road for work. Okay. So. Okay. What are you, a sports recruiter? <laughs> Not, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know, Cassie. I don't know if I Sounds you. fishy. <laughs> Sounds fishy. Uh, okay, well, if we if we find if anybody calls and they're, you know, sort of up for hanging out with you, maybe we'll maybe we'll hook you up. So why don't we why don't we say this? If we get any texts, we'll uh, we'll shoot them your way and we'll okay. we'll we'll recheck in with you uh, to see how you're feeling about this and if you want us to try and help you uh, find love yeah that would be fantastic yeah. okay all right cassie Thank thanks you. very much thank you guys Ross and Mocha's fix my life only on kiss hey mocha yeah for the podcast are you ready uh-huh let's do the news a Ross and mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break scientists have created a fabric that smells better the more you sweat what process already exists to embed fabric with scents like those from aromatherapy essential oils. But now researchers have combined that idea with concepts taken from advanced smart fabric. So a team of engineers at a university in Portugal had developed two ways to modify cotton fabric so that it lets off a citronella aroma when it comes into contact with sweat. Mm. The scientists use proteins found in pig noses that bind the scent to cotton molecules. The scientists use proteins found in pigs' noses. Yeah, no, I heard you the first time. Oh, okay, I didn't know if you did or not. Yeah, no, gross. Uh, We've heard so much about the controversy and egos on set of the Fast and the Furious. Just like warring superstars and everything else. Between Vin Diesel and Tyrese and The Rock. Stay them and all this stuff. And Wall Street Journal just did a huge sort of, I want to say expose, but it's the weirdest expose. Like this is, oh my God. On On the franchise? Yeah. So here's how it breaks down is that nobody who stars in those movies wants to look like a wimp. It started when Vin Diesel had the idea. Why not sign numerical values to every move? A headbutt is worth this much. A roundhouse kick is worth this much. A body slam is worth this much. So he could calculate a total and determine if the two men who are fighting are getting pummeled evenly. Oh. It's all about not looking like a wimp. Okay, so fights are choreographed to ensure that none of the leads come out looking like a loser. 
According to producers and crew members, Jason Statham negotiated an agreement with the studio that limits how badly he can get beaten up on screen. (laughs) Vin Diesel's younger sister, a producer on the films, polices the amount of punches he takes in editing suites. Really? Because he don't want to look like a chump to rock. Also, um... There's one scene where Vin Diesel throws The Rock through a wall in Fast Five. Yeah. Eight seconds later, The Rock throws Diesel through a different wall. <laughs> right? It's, it's like, wall. you can't throw me through a wall unless I get to throw you through a wall. That's how they have to coordinate these fights. Wow. The fights ensure, quote, every character has their moment and that all are seen as formidable opponents. In 2017's The Fate of the Furious, it required The Rock, there was one scene that required The Rock to be lying on the ground at Vin Diesel's feet, right? Oh, no. And The Rock insisted that he was not going to lie down. Yeah. That he would be sitting up. Well, yeah, nobody lays a smackdown on The Rock. Right. So everything is calculated. Like, it is those fight scenes in those movies between all those dudes are calculated by the punch yeah, so, so nobody even, looks like a jabroni. So nobody looks like a jabroni. <laughs> Could you imagine how maddening that must I be? Know. No wonder they all hate each other. Yeah, big they're, time. They're all walking through edit suites going, hold on a second here. Wind that back. That's six. And they're like, no, man, that's five. No, that like that last little thing right there, that's an eye poke. <laughs> Where's my eye poke? Yeah. Everything has to be even. Yeah. It's incredible. Call the crew. Run the set again. We're doing this scene. It's incredible. Uh, so Prince Andrew... Man, this story. So Prince Andrew is the third kid of Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. Oh, okay. I think, yeah. Charles's brother. So he's One of. involved in, his name keeps coming up in this Jeffrey Epstein sex crime scandal, the pedophilia what? scandal, that he's been friends with, Prince Andrew is friends with Epstein for years. And so up to this point, Prince Andrew has remained silent. However, um, n- new pictures came out of Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein hanging out in 2010. So this is what... The statement reads from Prince Andrew that he gave to the Telegraph. The Duke of York has been appalled by the recent reports of Jeffrey Epstein's alleged sex crimes. His Royal Highness deplores the exploitation of any human being and the suggestion he would condone, participate, or encourage any such behavior is abhorrent. Now, the big problem with this is that in 2010... When Prince Andrew was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein, that was two years after Jeffrey Epstein was already convicted of sex with a minor and placed on a sex offender's registry. Two years after. Yo, his boy had to have known. He did know. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. So it is all like, it's all going down with this. And it's Prince Andrew's name is, has come up the most. I know everybody's like Bill Clinton and Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump. But Prince Andrew's name is the one that comes up the most. And there's pictures of the two of them together, like really, really palling around really? In, uh, in 2010. And the, the problem with this statement is that there's, he makes it seem like he's just finding out about this now, yeah. about all these allegations now. But he visited him after he was released from prison for sex crimes and he was on a sex offender's watch list. 
So they were still friends then. Yeah. Like you knew then, but there's no and the documents mention. are out there to, to prove all of it. It was and news. Photos. It was news. Yeah. Right. So it's not looking good for uh, uh, Prince Andrew. I hope they all go down. I, everybody. And, and this is not a political thing. Whether you are Republican or Democrat or liberal or whatever, conservative, people who do this, they all need to go down. They all have to. Yeah. They all have to go down. Uh, they say people who use lots of emojis have better dating lives and more sex. Hey. Hey, now. Come on. <laughs> According to a new study, people who use lots of emojis, um, their date life quality is higher than that of people who use less. Why? Researchers think that the reason someone wants to use lots of emojis is because it helps them express lots of different emotions and feelings. And it's a sign the person's emotionally available. Mm. And that translates to a better dating life. By the way, they say 38% of people say that they never use emojis in their texts. That's you. I've never used an emoji, period. 28% say constantly and 3% uh, use one in every text. Yeah, I'm both of those categories. You are both of those categories. Yeah. Why do you think my wife's pregnant right now? Yeah. Hey! Because <laughs> all them emojis? <laughs> uh, Billie Eilish's Bad Guy is the new number one song on the Billboard Hot 100, dethroning hey. Little Nas X, Old Town Road, after a record 19 weeks. Beat that. Billie Eilish, 18 to go. Exactly. But she did break a record because she was sitting at number two for nine weeks. Oh, okay. So she sort of has her her own in there. And she's also uh, the first person born in the 2000s. What? Yeah, the first person born in the 2000s to hit number one on the Hot 100. Little Nas X born 1999. Billie Eilish, 17 years old, the youngest artist to reign since... Since somebody recently who is 16 hit number one. Who is 16 hit number who is 16 one. 16 right now? No, she was 16 oh, when she hit number oh, one. She so was Billie 16. Eilish, 17 years old, number one. Who was 16 when they hit number one? Selena Gomez? No. Alessia Cara? No. Demi Lovato? No. Another sort of weird, quirky girl. Oh, uh, uh, no, not BB Rex. No, oh. Lord, Lord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Royals. Wait, Lord? Really? Yeah, Royals. Yeah, Royals. When, when Royals hit number one, she was 16 when that happened. Oh, wow. So the first artist born in the 2000s, Billie Eilish, born in 2001. <laughs> Jeez, man. Uh, these fires in the Amazon rainforest are crazy, man. Oh, my God, dude. I was looking at these aerial shots yeah, yesterday. Yeah. I can't believe it. So the rainforest, as we know, is home to about 3 million species, plants and animals, and about 1 million indigenous people. I guess in total, it's about half the size of the U.S. Like it's <gasps> a, We're talking about a monster area of forests. How did it and, start? Well, oh, that's, geez, man, that is a question that I think a lot of people would love to know. They do burns every year. Like farmers do sort of controlled burns every year. So they can then replant and grow, but then they have a new sort of conservative uh, government that was installed who put business first. And then some people are saying that this could be deliberate as a retaliation to him. Like there's a lot of, Mm. it's really, really deep. The answer of like how they started is not something where there is one clear cut answer. Gotcha. Um, the National Institute of Space Research said that in satellites have detected 72,843 different fires in the country so far. Um, 
they provide 20%. You keep hearing this number everywhere in every article you read that the rainforest produces 20% of the Earth's oxygen, right? Which is, a, which is a big number. But the other number that doesn't get thrown around as much and should is within that area, within that forest, they've discovered so little of it. The, the plants and what grows there, they know so little about it, even in 2019. And what we do know is that so many medications for research and cancer and viruses and everything, so many medications come from places like the Amazon rainforest. Mm. And so what potentially could be burning are future cures for major illnesses. Wow. And that's another problem. That's a really big problem. Uh, but it's been going on for three weeks, but it really only picked up traction in the last couple of days. And, and, and part of it was people were pissed off because nobody was talking about it, because nobody in the mainstream was talking about um, the, the Amazon burning. But yeah, so 72,000 fires. Uh, they're burning, they say, I think it's an acre and a half every minute. So a football field or a soccer field and a half burns every minute. Is what's uh, is what's on That's fire right now? That's scary, man. Roz and Mocha Q and A. Before we get into today's Ask Roz and Mocha, let me uh, read off some of these reviews that we got on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to leave a rating and or review, and we'll try to to read some throughout uh, future podcasts as well, okay? Uh, VVRP writes, always makes me laugh. It's hard to find a podcast that consistently makes you laugh so hard that even on the streetcar, I would catch myself laughing out loud like a crazy person. (laughs) I love you guys. The topics you discuss are always so interesting and I love all three of your personalities. They all go really well together. You guys make my mornings. They always start with a good mood. So thank you very much, VVRP. Um, Courtney C. writes, this so friggin' great i used to listen to the morning show on my commute to work on 1027 in kingston and i hated when it would cut to commercials or worse play music the nerve of that radio station oh the nerve <laughs> of a radio Since station finding your podcast is the only thing i listen to on my drive in and long walk to work I likely look like a lunatic walking down the street laughing to myself with earphones in, but this podcast is hilarious. So thank you to Courtney. Uh, Dinzy01, the subject is best podcast ever and also leaves five stars as did the other two people whose uh, reviews I just read. Just wanted to show some love to these guys for getting me through the day. I listen to about two episodes a day during my work day and am constantly laughing to myself. My coworkers think I'm insane, but that's okay because this is the best podcast ever. Thank you for the constant laughs and positivity. I purposely went on iTunes for the first time in years just to review the show. Love, 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 love. So Dinzy01, thank you very much for that lovely review. Uh, again, on Apple Podcast on uh, iTunes. Through iTunes is where we get these reviews from, so feel free to leave a rating and or review and we'll read them. As we do your questions for Ask Roz and Mocha that we post on Instagram at Kiss925 on a weekly basis. So we'll go through a bunch of these, but before we get to the questions that you've asked uh, throughout the uh, throughout the week, we're going to have one of you join us right now. Terry Lynn. Hello, Terry Lynn. Hi. How's it going? Good, how are you? Great. Welcome to the podcast. What is your question for Ask Razamoka? My question is, what is the proper way to tip? Do you tip on the amount before or after taxes? Okay, so who are you having this discussion with? My mom. Your mom. She thinks, 
Yeah, she thinks that she should tip on the amount after and I think before. Why are you so cheap? That's how I, I well, I feel. <laughs> Why does <laughs> I feel like I feel like I shouldn't have to tip on taxes. I already get taxed off my paycheck and then I have to get taxed again. Yeah. So, She's not wrong. No, I know, I know. But when you, okay, but here's my question. So I, mm-hmm. before I give an answer, because I don't know, I just start smashing buttons, right? Mm-hmm. When I, when I Because you're that rich. Yeah. When, when you <laughs> use the machine. Yes. And yes. then it prompts you, it gives you the prompt. Do you want to tip 15%, 20% or whatever? When they mm-hmm. give you that option, is that on the pre-tax amount or the post-tax amount? That is on the post-tax amount. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean. Because so, what they do is they give you an option. You can either choose to tip a percentage. Yeah. They also have a, like other options. Options, you can choose to tip a dollar amount right, or you can click on the one that simply reads yeah. no tip. Right. I've done that. But who wants to who wants to then have to like take out your iPhone and start calculating what it is before? Like who wants to do that? I like always, what is it? What is it to do? Like what are we talking here in the grand scheme of things? A difference of a couple bucks? Yeah. I'm one of those people who likes to have like an even number uh when when they when they punch the numbers in. So I'll like calculate what I want as a tip and then round it to the nearest dollar. Okay. Oh my God. Are you serious? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but what, what is your, what is your issue? Like, like how much are we talking here? Like give us a dollar figure uh, where you needed to worry about how much you're tipping. Like what was the total? What was the bill? $465. Okay. So where were you that you spent $465? I was at an all-you-can-eat restaurant for my sister's birthday. Okay, and so were you were you expected to pick up the entire tab? Yeah. <laughs> oh well, why why'd you agree to that? Um, I actually don't know. <laughs> like, did, did you just get stuck with it, or was this something that you said, "Hey, let me take everybody out for dinner"? I think they're like, "Hey, your your credit card has you get points, so do you want to put it on your card to get points?" <laughs> but then, but did people pay you back? <laughs> Um, they say they will, but, um, oh, I but guess. Didn't, huh? Yeah. Uh, classic Mori move. Okay. So that, that's a, that's a whole other. So this is, this is I've, not I've so much. I've done the whole, your card gets points to Matthew because he gets the air miles. Oh God. For all that traveling that you guys do. People worry so much about just like, I don't even know. I don't think that you have a, what should you tip on problem? I think that you have a family problem. Yeah. I think that you, you need to, your family. Who owes me what? Yeah. Your family members owe you money. Probably, yeah. yeah. So that was what? So that was a, that was a, how much was the bill? Like four something you said? 465. And that was before or after tax? Jesus. After tax. So shouldn't it just be like 20 bucks? 465 what? here. I don't know, I mean like way more. On $465? You just like toss them a 20? No, man. No, oh that's like God. 70 bucks. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's if you're wow. tipping what twenty percent? Yeah. Or, or no, I think that was fifteen. 15? If yeah. you tip the bare minimum, so, fifteen. Yeah. Oh my god. So four. How much was it? Four sixty. Four sixty-five. Four sixty-five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But so you rounded that number because you like to have an even number. I right? rounded it four, so the driver not. Yeah. Oh, this is like before tips and everything. This was like the final. Bit. It was like four sixty-four, eighty something. Okay. Yeah. So you're looking at four sixty-four. If you did twenty percent, that's like ninety three dollars. Yeah, right. On uh, that's what do you mean, right? That's I don't know. To me, to that me, seems fair. Ninety three dollars. Yeah, in no, a that's tip? fair. No, I don't think I. I will agree with you on this. Okay, I think that calculating tip and everything else should be. You should do it at the at the total. Everything else. We're we're fine with that. Okay, but where I in a tip form? Yeah. 
start having a problem with the 15%, 20%, everything else is let's say that you go to a restaurant where something is expensive. Okay, so it's two people. It's me and you, right? We're uh, we're, uh, on a date. We're doing whatever. Sure. Okay, so you have the filet and I have some sort of fish with some expensive sides and we get an expensive bottle of wine. So Mm -hmm. between us, just two people, the bill is like 400 something. Oh, wow. Okay. You you fancy, huh? Now, here's my thing. (laughs) I think that for two people sitting down to eat, that server, they're great and they're bringing you everything else. I think when it's something like that, there should be a cap. That should in no way be a $100 payday for him serving the two of us one meal. But for your situation, Terry Lynn, like how many of you were there? Uh, nine. Yeah, nine people. Dude, come on. A $90 tip for, for a, lot, a server helping nine people at one table? That to me seems fair. So for, for an hour's work, $90. An hour? How long were you there, Terry Lynn? An hour. Um, an hour. He's working for an hour. He's working uh, for an hour. I don't know, man. I that still seems think excessive. No, to pour ninety dollars does not seem to bring out a plate. I don't know, but you, you, listen. If it was a, if it was some restaurant where there's one table, one table only, okay. Yeah. But when you start getting into that world of, you know, tipping the percentage on the total when you go to a fancy restaurant, like I think that for somebody to be your waiter, your your server, and if they're great and everything else, to me, I think a $50 tip is an, a very generous amount of money regardless of what the final bill is. Like if you and I went in and our meal cost us $500, to me, I think in my heart that 50 bucks on 500 is a very generous amount of work to serve two people sitting in a restaurant. More. Yeah, but then the, doesn't the tip, the tip doesn't all go to that one That's not my business. Server. I know, but that's not my distributed business. It gets distributed throughout, not, right? That's the, the structure of how they do things is not my business. I would like to live in a tip-free world. Sure. I wish I would pay a little bit more for food if they paid them a little bit more in a restaurant. Agreed. And I'm completely fine with that. But as it is right now, I think for one individual to serve two people dinner you know, appetizers, entree, and drinks, and be polite about it. I think and for dessert, that, and I th- dessert. Don't skip okay. out on dessert, dessert on me. If you're taking me out, I'm getting dessert. But I think for that amount of money, right? I, I, like, am I crazy? I think for that. I think. I think for that amount of time that you're waiting on a table, which realistically it's an hour's work. Let's just say. I think that I think fifty bucks is like an extremely generous tip because regardless of what the bill is, because the money's also added to the cost of one bottle of wine, which that's you're what then I mean. Pour, yeah, then you're pouring the more glasses like, yourself. But I'm just but I'm just sitting here going, if we if we get a three hundred dollar bottle of wine, mm. that's just one bottle. It could be yeah. a I could have get a twelve dollar bottle of wine. I'm not paying the twenty percent on the six hundred dollar bottle of wine. It is, I'll pay you a tip on the bottle of wine, yeah. but the dollar amount, what I paid for that wine, shouldn't factor into the tip. You're buying me a $300 bottle of wine? Mm, you know, I love you. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> hope that helps, Terry Lynn. I hope uh, that did. Thank you so yeah. much. All right, yeah. love. You're still going to be cheap, though, and do that tip before taxes, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course she is. Love you nothing. lots. Have a great day. Okay. Love you too. Bye. Later. Okay, hold on. So yeah. here's one particular question. I, that I just can't wait to answer later on in Ask Razamoka. Okay. So we're going to get to it right now. David asks this. Who has the squeaky chair? 
I notice it every time one of you moves in your chair and it makes me laugh every time I hear it on the podcast. So the answer, David, is nobody in the room has a squeaky chair. Right. It's squeaky microphones. The microphone yeah. arms that these mics sit on. Let's see if I can. So let's be quiet. <laughs> can you hear that? Hold on. Let me put my microphone in front oh, of your yeah, yeah, mic that. stand so you can. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Yours made the noise too. Okay, here. Okay, go. Go. Okay, ready? Yeah, go. <laughs> it's, it's not the actual chair. No. It sounds like a porch door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because anytime we're on, on, on the radio and we yeah. turn on our microphones, because we move That's the microphones right. a lot. That's right. It's the mic arms that are making that noise. Oh, wow. That's... Yours is really excessive right now. That's <laughs> Like we run, we try to run a professional organization around here, right? You know what I mean? Like, how the hell does somebody not hear that and say, "Hey, maybe we have to fix Mocha's microphone"? Yeah. So, David, like, it's that's not the chair. It's going not the on for chair. years now. Could you fix that already? It doesn't seem like a big Is there problem. Too much paperwork's involved in that. I don't. I know that's and that's another problem. Here's what Justine asks. Mm -hmm. This is a great question too. Yeah. What are your favorite TV shows currently? Trying to find something good to watch. Thank you. Love you guys. Mm, I just watched Glow uh -huh. season three. Uh -huh. Have you season did, three already? Yeah. Did you did watch? Did you like it? Did you what season three? Yeah. Yes, and I'll tell you why I liked it. Okay, I'll and then you. I'll tell you why I didn't like it. Yeah. So. Glow started out as the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, right? Yeah. Which was a, the, the sort of 80s organization, and they fictionalized a lot of stuff. The cast was incredible. Everybody, Alison Brie. Alison Brie. I love her. Mark Maron. Everybody's awesome in it. And it was very wrestling-heavy season one, mm -hmm. right? It was all about the show, the wrestling show, their characters, everything else. Season two, they started getting more into the actual interpersonal relationships of the characters, and it was very interesting. And then they were taking their show to Vegas. Mm. Okay, the wrestling show to Vegas. Season three starts, you don't see wrestling in season three, I think until like episode five. Oh, really? So yeah, so season three of Glow, and it, I was like, why does this feel so different? Because in season three of Glow, the show about women's wrestling, there's no wrestling. Really? No. Well, because oh. they're in Vegas, they're getting the show ready, they're doing rehearsals, they're but getting they do the it every lighting. Night. No, they, they, no the, the show starts in episode two. But they don't show the show. They show it one episode where it is all about the sort of wrestling, the thing that they were doing. But um, but but why didn't you like it? For that reason alone, no I wrestling. Just, I didn't like the the backstory, the one person who doesn't get to visit her kid that often, yeah, no, and know. all that yeah. sex. Oh yeah, you didn't like all the sex. <laughs> <laughs> like all oh, that. Sex. What didn't you like about the sex? Oh, it just I, I felt it got in the way, and it was kind of messy and very eighties. No wonder your marriage is in trouble. <laughs> all that sex gets in the way. <laughs> like who who watches like one of those Netflix shows? You where know, it's beautiful people doing beautiful things with their bodies, and you go, ugh, all that sex. <laughs> but they show like Wiener. Oh, I haven't seen the when there was the wiener. Oh. I missed the wiener. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. You always do, Mark. <laughs> 
No, the blonde. Um, the, the Captain America woman, uh, the blonde woman in yeah? this show. Yeah, Liberty Bell. Oh, and she was sleeping with the bellhop? Yes. And oh, he, I missed that. No, I gotta go oh, back. No, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. My bad. It wasn't Liberty Bell with the bellhop. It was the Jewish girl with the gigolo. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was actually a funny scene. It's, oh, where they both thought that they yeah, were hookers. So, so, uh, so this woman, one of the wrestling, one of the ladies is in the bar and she's eyeing this guy from the other side of the room. And then he comes over and he's like, so how's it going? She's like, good, you know, doing a show here, everything else. And he's like, well, you got a room. Why don't we just uh, take this up to the room? And she's like, oh my God. And then she goes and tells her friend and she's like, oh my God, he thinks I'm a prostitute. It's like, this is amazing that he thinks that I'm hot enough that he'd want to pay for it. It's like, this is crazy. This is so great. And then they go upstairs and they do it. And then afterwards, he's like, so uh, I know we never talked about financials, but uh, what are you thinking? And then she's like, I don't know, like, you know, my time and everything else. Like, why don't we say 200 bucks? And he's like, okay, cool. So do you need to like go get the money? She's like, what do you mean? Do I need to go get the money? Do you need to go get the money? He's like, I'm not paying you. You're paying me. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. So he was a, he was a gigolo. <laughs> he, she thought he thought she was a prostitute. Oh, no. And then they had this great scene where she's like, I'm not paying you anything. It was awesome. But yeah, I like Glow. Um, the Boys on Amazon was one of the yeah, most enjoyable rounds of television that Marvelous I've watched Mrs. in a Maisel. real long time. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is really good. You don't Can watch any honest? of these shows, do you? No. Now that I think of, <laughs> about it, yeah. I only watch all reality TV. Really? Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I have completely cut reality TV out of my life. Like the shows that I regularly watch now are Bachelor in Paradise, yeah. The Hills, Yeah. And Jersey Shore. Wow. Did anyone watch BH902? I don't know how horrible that was. No, I did. Yeah, we were on you know, vacation. I didn't watch any I of that. I have them PVR'd. Holy I didn't watch any of them Jesus yet. Jeez, it's bad. Yeah. Is, is it? it really? Awful. Why? What's awful about it? it? It's as if they just gave people cameras, said there's yeah. no script, no idea what you're doing, and then go. And it's so confusing that you have no idea. Is this, are they redoing 90210 as themselves, as their characters? It's so confusing. Like, you, know what, you know what? I'll tell you right now, I'm going to wind up loving it because everything that Maury hates, I love. <laughs> yeah. It's so I'm going to wind up also, loving it. Also, shout out to Jason Priestley who listens to the Raza Moga show. <laughs> oh. And yeah, no, the it's podcast, the best show ever. So. Yeah. Can you no, do no, an no, edit? No, Maury I, hates the show. I haven't, uh, I haven't watched it. I'm going to sit down with uh, with BH90210 and I want to, I'll do them all and I'll do them yeah, all. Yeah, I think at, I have three uh, episodes right now yeah. on, on my PVR that yeah. I'm going to get to. Oh, and I, let me suggest one more show for this person, Mystery. Mysteries at the Museum. Mysteries at the Museum? What's oh, that? Oh, it's on every week on... Uh, on oh, is that on like, OLA? History? Yeah, History Channel. And he goes into the museum and they describe a product. It is made out of felt. It's nine inches or something. <laughs> and then they talk about... All that, that sex <laughs> getting in the way again. <laughs> nine all inches that, made out of felt. All that sex getting in the way again. <laughs> Jesus, Maury. Aaron Brooke wants to know if we were all good in school. Who out of all no. of you had the best marks? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so out of the two of us then? <laughs> yeah, out of the two of us. No, yeah, I got through. What were your marks like in school? Warren? I remember like uh, like 60s, I'd say late 50s into the late 60s. I think that you're, a lot of your teachers went easy on you in school because they knew that you didn't have a mom. Do you think, like, are you doing to be funny or do you think that's no, truth? No, I, I think that that's truth. I think, okay. that, I think that they, at that time, saw your dad, single dad, struggling and probably gave you a little bit of 
maybe rope that other kids didn't get because they just wanted to help help you guys out a little bit. Hey, that's awesome. They, they didn't want to be too hard on you. No problem. You know, because I don't think that, you know, back then, single dads back then in the 80s were like, I think you only saw in movies, no, right? Can I tell you something? I was supposed to be in a Jewish day school. Yeah. They wouldn't allow me in because uh, I didn't have a mom. Right. And they, there's, it's unheard of that you only have a, a dad, yeah, single dad. That's what I mean. Yeah, and they kicked my dad out. Yeah, I think that yeah. I, I think that back then, because the, the idea of being a single dad was something that, like, like, you know, Steve Gutenberg would play that part in a movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was yeah. just such a rare thing to know a kid when you were growing up at that time in the '80s. That was that, in the house. It was just you and the dad. I'm trying to think if when I was growing up, if I knew any kids like. I think I, I knew one friends. kid. I think I knew one kid that lived with that lived with his dad. It was no. because it was because the mom died. Oh, really? And yeah, and that was it. But other than that, and, and I no. know, and I remember that back then, the schools and a lot of the teachers used to sort of they they would they went really easy on them because they they knew how tough it was for this dad to be raising a kid by himself. Not that it's not difficult for single moms, because it is, but back then it was just such a rare thing that I think maybe more, that's why you finished high school. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I really do. I really do. My marks are not great. I was. I am completely the product of the you know uh, Canadian public school system where I just got through with the basic bare minimum of everything and finished high school thinking that I was smart and you had learned everything that you need to learn in life when it came to academics. And it took me about a year before I realized I had nothing. So all of my actual education mm -hmm. where I learned how to learn, where I learned to sort of open my eyes to the idea of things like science and literature, all that stuff happened to me after high school. Yeah, same. Yeah, my marks in high, high school. school were atrocious because yeah. I didn't really care. Like, I don't know. I'm like one of the few that I knew at the age of 16 exactly what I wanted to do with my life. Right. And which was this, be on the radio. Yeah. And I, at the time... Now that I think back, there are certain courses that I wish I did pay attention to mm -hmm. a lot more. But at the time, I was just more concerned with hanging out, yeah. right? And I just bare minimum just to get by with yeah. all of my classes. See, if only you were raised by single dads. Yeah. And I think, I think the scam I pulled with my parents in, I think, 12th grade, I told my dad that, they stopped giving out report cards or something. Oh, excuse me? Because my grades were so bad that yeah, year. Like yeah. I Your dad did passed. not believe that. Yeah, he did. Seriously, he didn't or, call uh, the school? Maybe he did. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I think maybe he did, but I kept, I was like persistent. No, they're not giving out grades. Don't do like, it Like, I'm a-okay. I'm going to college. Everything's fine. Wow. But then when I got to college and it was all about, like I went to a school for radio yeah. and it was like stuff that I was actually interested in like i killed every single yeah. class oh see i even i i was even a disaster in college oh really oh i was it was a mess but yeah. yet you're still in the hall of fame yeah, it was a mess yeah i know i dropped out of that school and they put me in the hall of fame look <laughs> 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 at you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 uh Steph a asked this question would you rather use sandpaper as toilet paper or use hot sauce as eye drops okay hold on pause 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 Ridiculous Would I question, rather bro? use sandpaper as toilet paper yeah. or hot sauce? And I'm assuming like a very hot sauce. So oh, let's yeah. not even get into what kind of hot sauce. So sandpaper as toilet paper or hot sauce as eye drops? I, I would, would say, say sandpaper. sandpaper. I'm going to use sandpaper oh. because I can control. 
Okay, but here's the thing. You have to use sandpaper, but you have to clean yourself as clean as you would if you use toilet paper. We're not talking just one little tiny like like wipe. Yeah. You have to use sandpaper the same way that you use toilet okay, paper. Okay, but what grade are we considering what grade of no, sandpaper? No, just something that hurts like hell. The most the, the most just like the eye drops being really incredible hot yeah. sauce. This is whatever also, sandpaper, the- sandpaper, sandpaper, it's going to hurt. Whatever the grit of sandpaper is, okay, it's going to be the yeah. one that hurts. I'd still go with sandpaper though because putting the eye drops in that are hot sauce, that would burn and sting. Like what if it damages your eyesight for good, but then you damage your butt for yeah. good? Like, so, like, you would be ripping skin off. That's what I'm saying, right? And like, because I know what you guys are thinking. You're like, take a little piece of sandpaper, just give it like a little wipe. No, you have to wipe the way you would like- with the same force. With the same force. You got to clean, intensity. get the corners in there. Also, if you're the type of person that puts a little toilet paper around your tip of your finger and just gives the, pops it up there a yeah. little tiny bit and give it a little clean. You have you gotta, to. You got to do that with sandpaper. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Um, so, because uh, I'm thinking that hot sauce as eye drops would be incredibly painful, but... You could wash it out and it's going to suck. And yeah, that's awful. But sandpaper as toilet paper, you're ripping skin. So you're going to have to then after that heal. So the reason I'm going to say eye drops, hot sauce is eye drops is because if it's a one-time deal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eye drops in, it's hot sauce, burns like hell. You're going to, it's going to be an awful day. Okay. But one time sandpaper is toilet paper. You're going to rip your bum apart. Yeah. Okay, so think about it. You only have to use a sandpaper on your butt once. But for like the next four or five times that you wipe after that with oh. regular toilet paper, it's still going to feel yeah. like you're using sandpaper. <sighs> but even still, the eye drops, man. Like what Yeah, if- but Ross just completely changed my mind though. I mean the eye drops, you could even once you I'm put the eye drops, eye drops in, you could rinse it with something. I'm going or- eye drops. I'm going I have to go eye drops. I can't do sandpaper on the butt. I can't and get in there, yeah. clean it all up, and then you got to look at it. All right, right. Ah, like, all that blood. No, no, okay, there's no yeah. way. All right, cool. There's, there's no way. I guess you're using hot sauce as eye drops. And also, we're dudes. There's not a woman listening right now that would think wiping not the butt. No, I know. With sandpaper is a good idea. <laughs> Every woman listening yeah. right now from the eye time drops! from the time we <laughs> started asking the question before we could even give an answer all yelled out eye drops yeah. at the exact same time. Oh god. Okay. That was horrific. Ooh, here's a good question from June. Mm-hmm. Is there a problem with giving a gift card to a couple getting married instead of cash? <laughs> What's your whole stance on gift giving for weddings? Also, do you have an issue with a wedding couple that requests monetary gifts only? Yeah. Can I just say I, I love getting gift cards. My dad won't allow getting gift cards because he says there's no thought put into them then. Right. But I think gift cards are awesome. Yeah, man. I love gift cards and I love giving gift cards yeah. because then that way the person can just buy whatever the hell they want. Like when Jenna and I got married... <laughs> I would say majority of people gave us uh, money and we had like a lot of people that gave us gift cards, which we use like almost immediately. Okay, but the question is though, yeah. the question is, is it a problem to give a couple getting married a gift card instead of cash? I, for me, I don't think it's a problem at where, all. Where Okay, so let's say that Every the majority of people are going to give cash, and you're yeah. going to give a gift card. Where do you then decide that the, you're going to get a gift card for them f- from? The bay. 
the bay. See, yeah. I was going to say, used to be the bay, now like Amazon, or you find out where their favorite store is. Like like if somebody gave us a restoration hardware gift card, we'd be happy. But then, so what's the what's the difference then of just giving cash or a gift card? Like why would you give a gift card? It has to be some because somebody has a hang up about giving cash, right? No, but if you give an Amazon gift card, they could just enter that code into the app and they can immediately use it then on the app. But why not just give them cash? Because then they have to go to the bank machine, they got to put it in the bank, and da, 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 da. with the but gift that, card, no, it's automatically if, on the yeah, app. But that you're assuming that if you give them cash, they're then going to take that cash and use it for Amazon. You yeah. are specifically buying them a gift card for, for Amazon. Amazon. I say... I know, I, I can tell you, I have, you say what you're going to say, and then I'm going to tell you why people like Maureen and everybody else have a problem with this. With gift cards? Yeah, no, 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 why they do, why they, why they, they do gift cards. Oh, uh, no, I was going to say, if the person or the couple get, majority of people are getting them cash, yeah. they're going to use whatever they want with that cash. Maybe they're going to use it at the bay, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just like knowing that a place like the Bay that has multiple things, mm -hmm. that they're going to be able to find something for their home, whether it's clothing or maybe they need new bedding or they're buying something for a house or their condo or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just think that the options for that place, other than giving them straight up cash, I don't see a problem with it. I'll tell you why, Maury, and people like you give gift cards. Because when you give somebody cash, you still look at that as your money. And you want to make sure that they don't piss away your money. When you give somebody oh, cash, I never thought of it that way. A hundred percent. You want to control how they spend your money. I mean, when you put it that way, like it makes sense. Yes. That's why that's why oh, Maury will no. be like, I'll give them an Amazon gift card as opposed to cash. Because when you give somebody cash, you want to make sure that it's actually going for something smart. As opposed to booze. booze or whatever. Like if somebody, if, if you how gave, dare you buy smokes. Right. Yeah. So let's just say that somebody got married, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. You gave them cash for the wedding and they were like, oh my God, hey more, that was amazing. Thank you for the hundred bucks. I bought two cartons of cigarettes. I'd be like, that is unreal. How could you do right, that? But I want my money back. Right, but it's not your money at that point though. <laughs> yeah, you've given it's not your money. Already. It's their money. It's I don't have not a problem your with money. giving or receiving gift cards. Man, I love gift cards. See, it was funny because we went to a wedding once and the couple broke up like uh, maybe a year after they got married, yeah. Matthew demanded, like not to them, but in the house going, we should be getting our cash back. <laughs> they should give us the cash back. Demanded, not to their face. No, but in the house. <laughs> how much, to a wall. How much did you give them? We get, it was the two of us, so we gave him 250 bucks. Yeah. He's like, I want my money back. Yeah, that's, a, that's another tricky one. What happens to Have you seen stuff? the couple since? No. At all? No. Huh. Why were you at their wedding then? Because I, I worked with them at the time and it was like, and we loved them and it seemed oh. right, but now we don't. So, right. And then they were broke up. Were you there up. for them during their, the hard times that they were going through? <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 But I, hopefully they used my 250 bucks for some Kleenex for the tears. Jeez, were you there for them? Could wow, you imagine you go through like something tough friends. in life and you call Maury? <laughs> Yeah, never. <laughs> Every week on Instagram, you'll see at Kiss925, by the way, uh, Ask Razamoka. That is where you ask all your questions, as serious or ridiculous it's as they ridiculous. are, and we'll try to answer them on future episodes of the podcast. And of course, ask one of you to join us to ask your question with us on the phone. And don't forget, rate, review, and uh, throw us, I don't know, five stars if you want. Hell yeah. 
and uh, share the Ron Zamoka Show podcast, all right? Apple Podcasts, by the way, is where we read and get all of those uh, reviews that we share with you from. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.